You're listening to the Acadiana's Morning News Podcast, brought to you by LABI and always on kpal965.com. Show that's not immune to facts, the Dan Bongino Show, here on News Talk 96.5, KPEL. Mind. Our world is in a crisis. You can feel it. The future looks grim, more expensive, more divided, more uncertain, and more dangerous than at any time in living memory. Things seem to be spinning out of control. What can we do in the face of such a crisis? Looking back, what has tended to bring about the most change in history? You might think it was scientific discoveries from people like Copernicus or Newton, or perhaps it was inventions like Gutenberg's printing press or Edison's light bulb. In our lifetimes, you might point to the personal computer or the internet or the smartphone. Would you be surprised if I told you none of those discoveries or inventions has had the greatest impact on the course of history, the most earth-shattering revolutionary act ever undertaken in history is when you pray. When you pray, you get to speak to the creator of the universe. You don't have to know any incantations or code words. You can talk to him about anything. In the simple act of speaking to God, you can ask God to bring the hope and renewal our world yearns for, but can never produce for itself. As theologian Karl Barth said, to clasp the hands in prayer is the beginning of an uprising against the disorder of this world. What could be more revolutionary than that? God has worked through prayer in our nation before. It can start with just one person's faithfulness. I'm reminded of the story of Jeremiah Lanthier, a clothing merchant in New York City. In 1857, he started a prayer meeting in Manhattan that drew just six businessmen to its first meeting. But Lanthier was undaunted. He kept holding meetings to pray each week. The numbers who gathered kept multiplying. Then, just a few weeks later, the stock market crashed, and New York banks closed for two months. This led to a dramatic increase in the businessmen who wanted to pray. Soon, more than 10,000 businessmen were gathering daily to pray in New York City, and similar movements in other cities began. By 1859, it is estimated that one out of every 12 lost Americans had turned to faith in Jesus Christ. We don't know what God may do. But we can ask. Prayer isn't a get-out-of-your-problems-free card. But we do know there are some prayers God will always answer. When we pray, God promises to give us what St. Augustine called the framework of true desires. God will align our hearts with His, teaching us to love what really matters and focus on what is most important. God can teach us to see the world through the lens of His power and hope. That would be quite a revolution, the kind of revolution that each of us needs today. On this National Day of Prayer, this is Robert Jeffress for Fox News. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. To hear the podcast version of this program, go to foxnewspodcasts.com. And for all the latest news, go to foxnews.com.
This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy, CarShield is announcing a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on future auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-251-8381 now. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-251-8381. That's 800-251-8381. What do you have to lose? Call 800-251-8381. That's 800-251-8381. I'm Ian Ozan. Join Bernadette Lee and me every morning for Acadiana's Morning News from 6 to 9 on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. We start your day off with the latest headlines, the important newsmakers from Acadiana, and a few laughs along the way. Every Wednesday, your voice is heard during Ringing It Wednesday, and every Thursday, Mayor President Josh Guillory joins us for Lafayette Live. So tune in every Monday through Friday from 6 to 9 for Acadiana's Morning News right here on News Talk 96.5 KPEL and the KPEL mobile app. KPEL covers Acadiana with Lowry's printing and copying. The Wing Wars of Acadiana Festival benefiting the Gift and Grace Project will be held on May 14th, 2022 at Park International. Wristbands are limited, so be sure to get yours today at wingwarsofacadiana.com. You can also find them on Facebook and Instagram at Wing Wars of Acadiana. St. Pius X's annual sporting clay shoot is happening on Saturday, May 14th, 2022 at the Wilderness Gun Club located at 7 Turlings Drive. Registration starts at 8 a.m. and the event will start at 9 a.m. If you or your organization has an event that you would like to get on the KPL community calendar, email it to news at kpel965.com. That's news at kpel965.com. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a town square media station. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. A supreme fence. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. It was put up overnight in Washington. The fencing outside the Supreme Court will look similar to what was set up around the Capitol after the January 6, 2021 riot, but it won't encircle the whole building. Barriers were put up on Monday at the front of the court steps as officials expected crowds of protesters in response to reporting of the leaked draft opinion on Roe v. Wade. The demonstrations have been peaceful, and Capitol Police say they have added extra officers in the area. That's Fox's Tanya J. Powers, conservative Justice Samuel Alito, who wrote the leaked draft opinion on overturning the decision that legalized abortion, leading to pro-choice protests nationwide, canceled a planned speech today to a judicial conference. The day after President Biden called out Trump supporters, saying the MAGA crowd is the most extreme political organization in recent American history. What are the next things that are going to be attacked? Republican Congressman Byron Donalds tells Fox. When you do this to Americans, when you try to divide them because of who they support uh, to be president of the United States in the future or who they've supported in the past, that is outrageous. Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky wants President Biden to go visit him, like the U.S. Secretaries of State and Defense did recently telling Fox it would be important. The president of uh, of the biggest democratic civilization 
for Ukrainians. Russian forces have reportedly moved into that steel plant in the nearly destroyed city of Mariupol, where Ukrainian troops are holed up with civilians. It's been a rough week for truckers and any businesses that need diesel fuel. It's gone up 15 cents since Monday to a new record high. AAA puts diesel's national average at 5.47 a gallon. It was three bucks a year ago. Inflation is much too high, and we understand the hardship it is causing. And we're moving expeditiously to bring it back down. Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell after the Fed raised a key interest rate a half percentage point, the most in 22 years, which will raise the costs on some mortgages, car loans and credit cards. That hike also led to a stock surge. But the morning after the Dow rose over 900 points, futures are falling. America's listening to Fox News. I'm getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20. So am I, because I'm at risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. I'm asking about Prevnar 20 because there's a chance pneumococcal pneumonia could put me in the hospital. Age 65 or older, you may be at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine, a Pfizer vaccine that can help protect against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. The most commonly reported side effect was pain at the injection site. For additional common side effects and full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. I want to be able to keep my plans. So I'm asking my doctor about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20. There's been a lot of reaction to Tesla and SpaceX CEO Elon Musk buying Twitter, saying he wants it to be fair for everyone. Conservatives have hailed it as good for free speech. Critics on the left worry it'll lead to more hate and misinformation. But in a new Fox poll, 43% of people say it doesn't matter to them at all. The poll also goes into other issues. Using Florida's law that bans discussion of gender identity and sexual orientation before fourth grade as a model, 55% of voters say they favor it, while 41% do not. Republicans are most adamant against it at 72%. Catholics and Hispanics follow, with each group showing 6 in 10 believe third grade and younger is too early for sex and gender talk. Turning to COVID, 40% believe the virus is some what under control. That said, 62% of respondents say mask mandates in schools should end. That sentiment is much closer as it concerns planes, trains, and buses. 51% say end the travel mask mandates. 45% say not yet. Gernal Scott, Fox News. Now, the number of COVID cases and deaths reported by Johns Hopkins yesterday, the most in more than a month. Now to the NBA playoffs. The Miami Heat snag another win in South Beach. And Green now is one of eight from three tonight. Butler, just an exquisite pass from Adebayo. Call courtesy of TNT, Bam Adebayo feeds Jimmy Butler for the alley-oop as the two would combine for 45 points on the night. The Heat defeat the Philadelphia 76ers Wednesday 119-103 and take a 2-0 series lead in the Eastern Conference semifinals. The Phoenix Suns going up 2-0 as well in NBA playoff action as Chris Paul and Devin Booker combined for 58 points in a 129-109 romp of the Dallas Mavericks. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. In hockey, the two-time defending champion Lightning get even. Tampa Bay took game two, beating Toronto 5-3. Edmonton, Minnesota Carolina also won. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. The Fox Business Report is being brought to you by Ardco Equipment Rentals in New Iberia. Let Ardco handle all of your heavy equipment needs. 
I'm Connell McShane. This is the Fox Business Report. The major average is ending sharply higher after the Fed delivered the first 50 basis point interest rate hike since 2000 and outlined plans to reduce its near $9 trillion balance sheet. Stocks rallying after Fed Chair Jerome Powell said that the central bank is not considering 75 basis point rate hikes. Shares spiked 7%. The short-term rental company said it expects to post its first full-year net profit this year and see substantial demand for travel ahead of the summer. And Starbucks stock rose nearly 10% after the coffee chain said profits and sales grew in the most recent quarter. In addition, Starbucks will be investing around $200 million in stores and employees, including increasing wages and training. The Dow rising 932 points, the Nasdaq up 401, S&P 500 up 125. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Hillary Barsky, invested in you. Are you questioning Joe Biden's handling of the economy, soaring inflation, higher taxes, $30 trillion of debt, and wild congressional spending? If yes, you'll want this economic guide, the iceberg economy, surviving a bloated market and a punch-drunk administration. Call Monetary Gold right now to get this free guide. It will help you protect your savings and preserve your retent. Get this free guide by calling 866-443-4655. 866-43-4655. Stop by Family Dollar and find balloons, decorations, candles, and even a card to celebrate mom on her day. There's more for mom at Family Dollar. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. It's 6.07 in the morning, 71 degrees and clear outside right now. Daniel Phillips says sunny today, storms later tonight, high around 87. Full look at the forecast coming up in just a little bit for News Talk 96.5 KPL. I'm Ian Ozan. We start in Lafayette, where a judge orders a permanent stop to the Homewood Detention Pond project. This after she ruled that Lafayette Consolidated Government improperly seized the land for that project. In her judgment, Judge Valerie Gotch Garrett says LCG, quote, fell short of an adequate determining principle and or that the decision to expropriate this particular site was arbitrarily determined, end quote. Judge Gotch Garrett also noted that LCG failed to provide an engineering report after publicly committing to do so. Meanwhile, LCG's downtown drainage project is now underway. That project consists of culvert improvements and the construction of an underground surge basin to prevent flash flooding in the central business district. In New Iberia, two people are in custody after police say they left a three-year-old alone in a park. The child's mother, Frederica James, and another person, Kaiwan Washington, are accused of dropping off the child after smoking, smoking synthetic weed. Both are facing child desertion charges. At the state capitol, a bill that would allow Louisiana law enforcement to charge a woman who receives an abortion with murder advances to the full house. Jeff Palermo has the story. Oil City Representative Danny McCormick says the legislation would define the start of life at the moment of fertilization. So if a fetus is killed... The taking of a life is murder and it is illegal. Opponents say the government cannot force a person to give birth to a child. Forcing people to give birth to children means they have less power than a dead person. The measure passed on a 7-2 vote in the House Criminal Justice Committee and even lawmakers who approved the bill questioned whether the legislation is constitutional. More debate is expected on the House floor. I'm Jeff Palermo. Under the bill, an abortion provider could also be charged with murder. Another House committee approved a bill making catalytic converter thefts a crime. Under the proposal, someone who steals a catalytic converter could face 10 to 20 years in prison. Lafayette Representative Jonathan Goodo moved to approve the bill. The issue is not just the person stealing it, which takes on average 30, 30 seconds to a minute for, them, right. for a good guy to get in there and take it. School boards are being affected. Car lots are being affected. It, it's, it's, it's a problem. 
Tourism post-pandemic is on the rebound, including here in Acadiana. For example, high school sports have brought a boost to the local economy. Between the LHSAA State Volleyball, Boys Basketball, Softball, and Golf Tournaments, Lafayette Parish raked in more than $2 million in new tourism revenue in the last six months. Elsewhere in the state, tourism numbers are showing similar upticks. Kevin Gallagher reports. After nine, after nine. Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser shared the latest tourism numbers Wednesday. 41 million visitors in 2021. The year before the pandemic set a record of just over 53 million. So that's pretty encouraging, says Nungesser. So we're well on our way to get back to those record numbers that we enjoyed before COVID. Traffic at LouisianaTravel.com was up 162% last year, another indicator of recovery. There's a lot of cooped up energy to get out and travel. Nungesser says Louisiana has an edge on other destination states. We treat strangers like families. And they keep coming back for more. I'm Kevin Gallagher. We would like to thank Max Hedrum for making a cameo appearance at the beginning of that package. And that's Ian's adorable way of uh, trying to cover for me because... You were trying to catch the wave. It's okay. My, my arthritis was uh, having fun. Which, by the way, the new Coke turned 36 last week. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. April 20, April 23rd is the anniversary of that epic bomb. Yeah, that's a nice way to put it. All right, I'm putting on my awesome carpal tunnel preventer thingies. Okay. The man in the big chair would uh, will be happy when he sees it later today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I admit it. I didn't have any feeling in this arm at all this morning. All right, I think I'm ready now. Let's roll. There you go. All right, thank you, sir. I'll suit it up. You see, folks, we show you the or we tell you the behind the scenes. Oh, if yeah. only we had a camera in here. Oh, yeah. But then again, if we had a camera in here, we might have lost our jobs a long time ago. <laughs> State Fire Marshal Butch Browning is retiring after 14 years on the job. His retirement is effective a week from Sunday. Browning's Deputy Assistant Secretary Daniel Wallace will succeed him. In sports, the Louisiana Ragin' Cajun softball team opens its final regular season series tonight. The Cajuns travel to Monroe to play ULM. Game one tonight at 6 o'clock, weather permitting. Game two tomorrow at 6 o'clock. Game three Saturday at 2. And looking at the future cast, I don't know if anything's changed this morning. I'll go back during the break and look at the Dick Faro 5000. But the storms are expected to hit Monroe. Uh, last check, around 7 o'clock. At this point, if you're ULM... You need to postpone this game, make it, make it a doubleheader tomorrow, and here's why. If you start the game, there's no way they're getting to a fifth inning within the hour window that they have. Play the doubleheader tomorrow and be done with it. We don't want another situation like we had last, or what was it, three weeks ago, mm-hmm. where people are trapped in a downpour where you have lightning all around you and you have people putting themselves in danger trying to get there or while on the field. Secondly, you don't want a situation like what happened at Georgia Southern where you get there, you knew the weather was coming, and then you postpone the game then eventually cancel it after the teams have arrived at the stadium. We have radar. We have all this newfangled technology to tell us when the storm is going to get here, but yet the folks over at ULM still hesitating to uh, delay the game. That is my soapbox. I've had okay. enough of weather delays this year. Just mm-hmm. make the decision, ULM. Come on. I know you're Monroe, <laughs> but you have the technology. <laughs> the Louisiana Raging Cajuns men's basketball team is reportedly losing an assistant coach. Stadium is reporting that Brock Morris is leaving the Cajuns to take the job at Ole Miss. This news comes one day after Ole Miss added Cajuns transfer, transfer Theo Akuba to their roster. We should note that Morris just a couple years ago was voted as the top assistant coach in the Sun Belt Conference by an informal poll of his peers by one of the college sports uh, websites. 
So take that into consideration. Meanwhile, the Raging Cajuns women's team is adding Casey Cryer to its staff. Cryer will serve as the team's chief of staff. She comes to Louisiana from Houston Baptist, where she was an assistant coach. Before that, the Abbeville native was the head coach of McNeese from 2016 to 2021. She also was part of the 2022 Turlings Catholic High State uh, Championship team. Her head coach, current Cajuns head coach, Gary Broadhead. So a little bit of history between the two. In the NFL, the Honey Badger is back home. The New Orleans Saints formally introduced Tyron Matthew as a member of the team on Wednesday. David Grubb has the story. After nine seasons, three All-Pro selections, and a Super Bowl championship, Tyron Matthew had checked off nearly everything on his career wish list. He added one more check Wednesday afternoon. This is most definitely a dream. The New Orleans native signed a three-year deal to join his hometown team and says the decision was a no-brainer. When I realized the Saints uh, wanted me and, and obviously I wanted them, it was a situation that I knew I, I wasn't going to pass up. Matthew brings versatility and playmaking to the Saints secondary and expects to bring plenty to the city as well. It was really the best decision for me to be able to, to come in and, and impact this team and impact the community. I'm David Grubb. Nobody won the big ones last night, Bernie. Powerball jackpot up to $51 million. Okay. Lotto up to $1.35 million. Easy five up to $70,000. What do you drawings on Saturday? Yeah, I was going to say, what do you think the disconnect is? We always talk about it and then I forget to go and buy a ticket. So do I need a series of alarms to ring on my phone? Should I expect a call from you later today? Hey, on your way home, get us a Powerball ticket. I mean, what should we do here? We, we don't even have a shot if... if if we don't buy a ticket. Did you remember to buy a ticket? No, I didn't buy one last night. Huh. No, okay. even I forgot. All right. I was supposed okay. to, but I, I got tied yeah, up with other too. stuff. It happens. All right. We have two animal rescues as an oh, end, finally. Okay. Uh, for this one. Um, oh, man. You know, uh, sometimes... Well, actually, we're going to have three. Okay. Because oh, these, are all, these are all animal rescues. Okay. And these are... Animal rescues that are all different and all spectacular in their own way. Okay. We start in Massachusetts where animal rescuers said a family, or they got a call from a family rather, who rescued a lost puppy they found on side a busy road. Yeah. When the animal folks showed up, the Mm -hmm. Cape Wildlife Center and Cape Cod, when they showed up to the family's home, they got the shock of a life. Why? What in a puppy? What was it? It was a coyote. Oh, oopsie. Yep. Uh, The family mistakenly identified the baby coyote as a Uh lost puppy. Family members started to suspect the puppy was a wild animal after, well. Mm -hmm. It bit someone's foot off? I don't know. The coyote was acting wily. So uh, (laughs) I knew that was coming. So they they called the wildlife center. The pup, by the way, tested negative for rabies. It's now raised alongside other orphan coyote pups until the animals are old enough to be safely released back into the wild. Uh, another uh, sign that the coyote, that the puppy was not a puppy, but rather was a coyote, was that they found the Acme uh, birth tag <laughs> on the underbelly. Um, oh, Lord, you're we, hilarious. So we'll keep it in the United States here. We go from Massachusetts to Colorado, and here's a, a rescue that you don't expect to see. You know uh, the plant section at Wally World? Sure. Everybody loves going there. You can look around, mm-hmm. see what you want. Yeah. Every now and again, you'll see a bird flying around. I, because, absolutely. Because, you know, they're open. There's nothing wrong with that. Sure. Birds flying around. Meh. Meh. But a rabbit <gasps> eating the plants? Oh, my Kinky. gosh. <laughs> Shopper at Wally World in, uh, Gar- in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Uh-huh. 
uh, snapped a shot of a wild rabbit feasting on the plants uh-huh. uh, with no regard to the discounted prices and Walmart's profits. Uh, they took the video. The woman took the video and said, "I just let him snack there. Yeah. I, I wasn't moving him. Nah, and they need food too. No word uh, where the <laughs> rabbit is nowadays." And finally, we go to Canada for yes. this one. Okay. Uh, this would make Bob Carricker happy. It wasn't a cat stuck in a pole. Oh. It was two orphan bear cubs. What? Haley Berry, Ontario, the two orphan cubs were seen high atop an electrical wire. Oh. They had climbed the pole, uh-huh. apparently because they, hey, look what we can do. Hey, hey boo boo. We need to make a little extra money. No, hey, just kidding. Hey, boo boo. <laughs> you think you can do this? Uh, I see what you did. I'm sorry. I'd like to apologize. A a retired conservation officer was called to the scene. He took part in the rescue. The Cubs, uh, about three to four months old. They're awfully playful. They got stuck. Hey, boo-boo. We got up here, (laughs) but we don't know how to get down. What are we going to do? So they just waited for someone to call the wildlife folks. Wildlife folks showed up. They took the Cubs home to care for them. After getting them down, from the the pole. Not exactly sure how they coaxed them down, but they were put in the back of a police cruiser taken to a <laughs> they were taken to a bear sanctuary. And the Cubs, by the way, are now drinking formula from a bowl. They'll be returned to the wild Aww. next summer once they're old enough to, to do so. Hey, really. at least the bears weren't underneath the home. Remember that story from yes, last week? Yes, yes. That was too wild. Hey, boo-boo. <laughs> we got kicked out the home. Let's go climb a pole. Sounds like a good idea. <laughs> oh, 619. Your news update brought to you by Home Furniture Plus Bedding. Sleep Over 40,000 furniture yes. and mattress choices in stock and ready for delivery. Home Furniture Plus Bedding. Welcome, Welcome home. home. Partly sunny skies across Acadiana today. Those temperatures are going to be sitting in the upper 80s. Lows tonight are going to be dropping down into the 70s. Winds coming from the south at 10 to 15 miles an hour. Showers and thunderstorms going to be arriving late tonight and early tomorrow morning. I think the peak of it is probably going to be just before dawn on Friday. Could make for a semi-wet commute out there tomorrow, but does clear around for Friday afternoon and the rest of the weekend. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. All right, by now you know about DraftKings, you know about the sports book, you know you can win a lot of money with the NBA playoffs going on right now. And of several good games last night, by the way. If you've not been following the playoffs, you need to. And if you're following the playoffs, you need to be betting with the DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, with code word Pelican, Pelican, Pelican. A $5 minimum deposit and a $5 bet gets you $150 in free bets if your team wins. That's right. Place a bet on any team during the playoffs using code word Pelican, Pelican, Pelican. And you get $150 in free bets if your team wins. It's as simple as that. $5 bet, that's all you have to do to get in on the fun. And don't forget, with code word PELICAN, you can place the same game parlay and get some money back if your team doesn't hit. That's right. You can be a winner even if you don't win with code word PELICAN. Those same game parlays, by the way, allow you to increase the ante and win more money. Pick the winner. Then you can pick how many three-point shots are hit. You can pick how many uh, how many baskets a person's going to hit, the over-under on shooting percentage. So many same-game parlays that it's unreal. If you've not done it yet, you are missing out. So do it now. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook application. Sign up and use code word PELICAN when you sign up to get in on all this fun. The same-game parlay uh, money back and the $150 in free bets if your team wins all through the DraftKings Sportsbook 
application. You must be 21 years or older and physically present in Louisiana to play. Eligibility restrictions apply. Availability varies by pair. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. The official sponsor of the DraftKings Sportsbook in Louisiana, or the licensing partner, I should say, is the Golden Nugget in Lake Charles. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-877-770-STOP. Pelican. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Right now, traffic. Taking a look at what is happening traffic-wise this morning. We've got a report of a little fender bender. This is on the southwest of Angelin Thruway. It's southwest of Angelin Thruway in the area across from Chalmette Drive. Southwest of Angelin Thruway across from Chalmette Drive. Please make sure that you buckle up and keep it safe out there. Our traffic update brought to you by Broussard Poche, certified public accountants, your firm for a lifetime. 96. It's coming up now at 625. Wake up, Katie Hello, it's Bernie and Ian here with you. Hey, Ian. Hi. Hi. What's it's, going on? Oh, it's Thursday. It is rolled around and arrived again, so it's going to be a busy day today. Today is Sola Giving Day 2, which means that you should go to the Community Foundation of Acadiana's website. There are close to 200 uh, groups that they just want you to take a look at, see if you want to mm-hmm. give a little bit, or maybe you have the resources to give a lot. To local organizations that are really helping people. Right. And that's the beauty. It's people helping people. And you can be the people that helps uh, that you can be the people people. that help other people to be grammatically correct in Acadiana. So do it. Sola, excuse me, Sola Giving Day. We have the link at kpel965.com and the KPL mobile app. So go on there, click the link and check out some of the fine organizations that you can donate to on Sola Giving Day. This is the day that uh, for some, there are matching funds so you can make your money go even further. Mm-hmm. Um, so whether you are interested in helping people with food security or you want to help with enriching uh, lives of students in terms of music, there are those possibilities as well. Anything you can imagine, you're going to find something you like on the website. Absolutely. And I'm going through some of the organizations that are that are here. Uh the Abbey Players Theater, two three two help. Uh several local schools, Acadian Middle School, Acadiana High School are here as well. Among uh, other Lafayette Parish public schools, Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Acadiana, the Boys and Girls Club, uh, Camp Boncourt, and so many others. Uh, the list goes on and on and on. So you can find Coral des Amis, uh, the Youth Choirs of Acadiana, wonderful group. Holly Greffy and company over there do a wonderful job. CYT Lafayette, the Christian Youth Theater. Uh, the list goes on. So if you want to help an organization, whether it's an arts organization, an educational organization, the Easter Seals, which help mm-hmm. uh, some of the disadvantaged in our community, uh, the Faith House, how can we forget them? They do wonderful work. Uh, we uh, have the opportunity to uh, to hear from Faith House every now and again. They have several events, but if you want to donate directly, maybe you maybe you're the kind of antisocial person you don't like to be seen out and about, but you still want to give. <laughs> Here's a perfect opportunity to do it. Who needs to go to a martini gala when you can uh, when you can benefit Healing House or Faith House or the Girl Scouts or any uh, of these uh, organizations by giving on Sola. Giving Day. It's solagivingday.org. That's S-O-L-A, givingday.org. Go there. 
Check it out. Uh, one that's near and dear to my heart, the Holy Rosary Redevelopment. Mm-hmm. They're on here as well. Those of us who have either family ties to Holy Rosary or we're from that side of town mm-hmm. and want to see that uh, campus brought back to mm-hmm. to its former glory, you can give through Sola Giving Day. And, and that's just a smattering of the organizations that are there. Again, scrolling through all eight pages of these groups, it, it makes you realize how large the community is. We hear about these organizations one at a time, but when you look at them and you see them all in one place, it makes you realize got a lot of groups in Acadiana that are helping a lot of people, and these groups themselves need some help. Indeed. And whatever strikes your fancy and your heart, you can give today. And you know that, hey, this is all stuff that's right here in Acadiana. Yes, indeed. You know? That's the beautiful thing. Everything mm-hmm. stays here. It's going to be a busy day. In addition to Sola Giving Day, we've got Bob Carricker, Acadiana's History professor joining us in just a little bit this morning. We've got Lafayette Live from 7 to 8 with Lafayette Mayor President Josh Guillory. And we've got about a million topics on that. If you yeah. want to email your topic, uh, news at kpel965.com, you can use our KPL News app. That's free in the App Store. You send it in. We ask your question. A lot of people prefer to call, and you can do that, too. 232-1542. That's an easy way to get in touch with us as well. So whatever your topic may be, okay, it's this street, or how come there aren't lights on this particular set of roads, or how do I report if there's something going on with my trash pickup? We have about every different kind of question you can imagine yeah. on the show, and that's the whole design of it. You either call in, you send us a text message, you email us, and it's all about really focusing on you and what's happening in your neighborhood. And if you're asking, somebody else is thinking the same thing. That's the thing. Don't be afraid. Don't be shy. 337-232-1542. You can app chat us through the app. You can call us through the app. And in fact, it's so easy to app chat us. We have a couple of app chats that have come in already. Scott ah. from Plaisance with the update from the Plaisance and Nuba Crossroads. Minus the dead armadillo skunks and possums. The traffic <laughs> in Plaisance and Nuba Crossroads is good. Winky Dinky Dog checks in. He hey, wants dog. to know, hey, boo-boo, when did Yogi become Cajun? Ah. We like them. We we accept everybody. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yogi been hanging around Onaville and Leonville and Paconier a little bit too much. <laughs> I don't know. It was it was about, hey boo boo. Hey boo boo. How do we get atop the how do we get atop the the light pole? I, oh. I I don't know how it came out. I thought I was doing the I thought I was doing Yogi well, but apparently Yogi sounded like he was from uh, somewhere between uh, New Iberia and Patuville. <laughs> Kinda, huh? It's it's terrific though. Absolutely terrific. Um, it's coming up now in 631. A friend of ours did want us to know, too, that uh, David Thibodeau STEM Academy yes. also is one of the possible recipients. You know, it's all part of Love Our Schools, and you may have a school mm-hmm. that you just love, love, love for a variety of different reasons. And you can give and check out their story and what they're doing. It's the same for all of the other things. There are eight pages at the Community Foundation Sola Giving Day. So you just go to solagivingday.org. And you can check them all out. So we got a busy it. day. Yes, we do. Okay, shall we? Let's do it. All right. Phone lines are open. Call the show at 232-1542. 232-1542. Then listen live anytime with the free KPL News app, free in the App Store or Google Play. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Depend on it. 
News Talk 96.5 KPEL, broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Find out more about how they can help you at matthew-james.com. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the KPEL News app. Now the headlines from the KPEL News Center. It's 6.35 in the morning, 71 degrees outside. Daniel Phillips says sunny today, storms later tonight, high of around 87. A full look at the forecast coming up in just a little bit. For News Talk 96.5 KPEL, I'm Ian Ozan. We start in Lafayette, where a judge orders a permanent stop to the Homewood Detention Pond project. This, after she ruled that Lafayette consolidated government and properly seized the land for that project. In her judgment, Judge Valerie Gonja-Garrett says LCG, quote, fell short of an adequate determining principle and or that the decision to expropriate this particular site was arbitrarily determined, end quote. Judge Gonja-Garrett also noted that LCG failed to provide an engineering report after publicly commenting or committing to do so. Meanwhile, LCG's downtown drainage project is now underway. That project consists of culvert improvements and the construction of an underground surge basin to prevent flash flooding in the central business district. In New Iberia, two people are in custody after police say they left a three-year-old alone in a park. The child's mother, Frederica James, and another person, Kaiwan Washington, are accused of dropping off the child after smoking synthetic weed. Both are facing child desertion charges. At the state capitol, a bill that would allow Louisiana law enforcement to charge a woman who receives an abortion with murder advances to the full house. Jeff Palermo has a story. Oil City Representative Danny McCormick says the legislation would define the start of life at the moment of fertilization. So if a fetus is killed... The taking of a life is murder, and it is illegal. Opponents say the government cannot force a person to give birth to a child. Forcing people to give birth to children means they have less power than a dead person. The measure passed on a 7-2 vote in the House Criminal Justice Committee, and even lawmakers who approved the bill questioned whether the legislation is constitutional. More debate is expected on the House floor. I'm Jeff Palermo. Under the bill, a medical provider who provides an abortion could also be charged with murder. Another House committee approved a bill making catalytic converter theft a crime. Under the proposal, someone who steals a catalytic converter could face 10 to 20 years in prison. Lafayette Representative Jonathan Goodo moved to approve the bill. The issue is not just the person stealing it, which takes on average 30, 30 seconds to a minute for, them, right. for a good guy to get in there and take it. School boards are being affected. Car lots are being affected. It, it's, it's, it's a problem. Tourism pandemic or tourism post pandemic, excuse me, is on the rebound, especially here in Acadiana. For example, high school sports have brought a boost to the local economy. Between the LHSAA state volleyball, boys basketball, softball, and golf tournaments, Lafayette Parish raked in more than $2 million in new tourism revenue. Elsewhere in the state, tourism numbers are showing similar upticks. Kevin Gallagher has that story. Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser shared the latest tourism numbers Wednesday. 41 million visitors in 2021. The year before the pandemic set a record of just over 53 million. So that's pretty encouraging, says Nungesser. So we're well on our way to get back to those record numbers that we enjoyed before COVID. Traffic at LouisianaTravel.com was up 162% last year, another indicator of recovery. There's a lot of cooped up energy to get out and travel. Nungesser says Louisiana has an edge on other destination states. We treat strangers like family and they keep coming back for more i'm kevin gallagher state fire marshal butch browning is retiring after 14 years on the job retirement effective a week from sunday browning's deputy assistant secretary daniel wallace will succeed him in sports the louisiana Ragin cajun softball team takes on ulm in their final regular season series game one tonight at six weather permitting game two tomorrow at six game three saturday at two louisiana Ragin cajun's men's basketball team is reportedly losing an assistant coach 
According to a stadium report, Brock Morris is leaving the Cajuns to take a position at Ole Miss. This news comes one day after Ole Miss added Cajuns transfer Theo Okuba to their roster. Meanwhile, the Raging Cajuns women's team is adding Casey Cryer to its staff. The former McNeese head coach will serve as Louisiana's chief of staff. She comes from Houston Baptist, where she was an assistant coach. Before that, as we mentioned, she was the head coach of McNeese from 2016 to 21. She played for Cajuns head coach Gary Broadhead at Turlins Catholic High School, was part of the 2002 state championship team there. In the NFL, the Honey Badger is back home. The New Orleans Saints formally introduced Tyron Matthew as a member of the team on Wednesday. David Grubb has that story. After nine seasons, three all-pro selections, and a Super Bowl championship, Tyron Matthew had checked off nearly everything on his career wish list. He added one more check Wednesday afternoon. It's most definitely a dream. The New Orleans native signed a three-year deal to join his hometown team and says the decision was a no-brainer. When I realized the Saints uh, wanted me and, and obviously I wanted them, it was a situation that I knew I, I wasn't going to pass up. Matthew brings versatility and playmaking to the Saints secondary and expects to bring plenty to the city as well. It was really the best decision for me to be able to, to come in and, and impact this team and impact the community. I'm David Grubb. Nobody won the big ones last night. Powerball at $51 million. Lotto now goes to $1.35 million. Easy five at $70,000. And finally, Bernie. Yes, sir. A little while ago, we talked about a coyote mm-hmm. uh, that somebody thought was a pup. <laughs> now we go to Colorado for this one. Okay. Uh, someone called authorities because they thought a pack of wolves uh, was near their home. Mm-hmm. So the Park County Sheriff's Office showed up to investigate. Makes sense. Turns out it wasn't a pack of wolves. What was it? A flock of seagulls? No? No. Oh, okay. uh, though uh, though I'd, I'd imagine these animals could run far away. <laughs> Turned out to be five St. Bernards. Wow. They'd escaped from their owner's home. Wow. They were running near an elk herd, and uh, they came up running, near this home. Running with the elk herd. The ring camera picked them up. Guy thought it was wolves. And the sheriff's oh. office came out, and he recognized him. He said the St. Bernards have a documented history of escaping their enclosure. <laughs> you know, we actually, we have a few houses around, right around this area, and there used to be this house where these three weenie dogs, and they were super <laughs> fat weenie dogs, too. They're precious. They used to, they had a history, too. This was like 20 years ago, but they had a history of getting out all the time. Um, and then finally, one day, all three of them got out, but they actually got onto Bertrand. Now oh? they, they were all okay after okay. it. You know, they got one had a little problem with his paw because he got kind of mushed with mm-hmm. his little paw. But after that, they were home all the time. Oh, I bet. Big fat weenie dogs. Were they pl- juicy, plump weenie dogs? <laughs> they look like it, I can tell you that. Okay. <laughs> Definitely some Oscar Mara kind of stuff. They was <laughs> chunky. <clears throat> Bob Carriker is here. There's no segue from no. Chunky to that. No, there isn't. Unless, unless Bob has a story about soup today, then maybe. About soup? Chunky <laughs> soup. Uh, oh, oh, no, I don't. I'm sorry. You completely <laughs> caught me off guard. Okay. I can't. I'm having a hard time recovering from Bernie's flock of seagulls um, <laughs> reference there. It was very subtle, but it, it makes me want to have um, You Are My Obsession changed into my theme song. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think we can do that. We could. Okay, 642. Your news update is brought to you by Home Furniture Plus Bedding. They have over 40,000 furniture and mattress choices in stock. Take a look at homefern.com. 
A mixture of sunshine and clouds across Acadiana today. Those temperatures are going to be pushing into the upper 80s. Heat index back in the 90s today. A little bit more of a breeze. We're going to have those winds from the south at about 10 to 15 miles an hour. Overnight lows tonight in the lower 70s. Showers and thunderstorms on the way late tonight as well. Could wake up to a couple strong thunderstorms tomorrow morning. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. So we've got 71 mostly cloudy skies here at KPL. Talk 96.5. KPL. Right now, traffic. So we've got a little fender bender southwest of Angeline Thruway across from Chalmette. That's southwest of Angeline Thruway across from Chalmette. Two. and gentlemen, Acadiana's history professor, Bob Carica, joining us in Thank studio. Thank you very much. Thank you. Good morning. I want to apologize for rolling in here late. Oh. Uh, I, was, no, I was up early making crepes or oh. crepes at my house for my children. Crepes, huh? I have a crepe maker. <laughs> there you go. The, the strawberry. And, Yet we uh, have no crepes, do we, Eon? No, we don't. I notice we don't. And sugar a raspberry crepes. crepe? Oh, Stop yes. your crepe talk. This was crepe day in uh, the character household. because He's full of crepe. Because it's, <laughs> we do that. We do that to celebrate Cinco de Mayo. We, well, that's fun. We start our day off with crepes, and then uh-huh. we will end our day with crepes. That's so if anybody crep-tastic. wants to come over and have a crepe, uh-huh. um, this is the place to be. Uh, do we have to call before? No. No. So, no. Oh, God, please so don't. So we can visit the no. character household and take a crepe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Darn it, Ian. Can't you just go back to your cat stories and not your bathroom humor? I'm sorry, but ding. That was epic. Here's the thing, though. If you were out near the Saint Street area, they could be crepe myrtles. Ah, excellent point as well. Well, let us delve into some history now. Katie had a business idea, isn't it? What is? Crepe myrtle. Put on Myrtle Place, open a crepe shop. Ah, I well, like it. I have the crepe maker. <laughs> there you go. And the recipes, and yeah. I have the the willingness to make the crepes. So because let's... you're full of crepes. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a good morning when, when Bertie, when you were actually just kind of cackling at me. Yes, and yes. It, <laughs> and we have not even begun our history. No, I know. And yes, I look no. at you and I wonder, where exactly is this coming from? <laughs> Sleep deprivation, that's where it's coming from. <laughs> okay, crap, mega. Okay, so we have to do it. We've done it before, but we're going to do it again because it's the 5th of May, it's Cinco de Mayo. So we, yes. have, to, we have to remind ourselves of, of the, the actual history of Cinco de Mayo. And, and again, I know we've done this yeah, but several times. It doesn't matter. But, right. It doesn't matter. I still have to wake up in the morning and make the crepes on <laughs> Cinco de Mayo for my children to continue to remind them. And right. so I figure we'll we'll do we'll it once it again. We might here. as well. All it's right? not so, all about chips and salsa and margaritas. It is. It is. It is 100 percent not about chips and salsa <laughs> and margaritas. And it's a hilarious perversion of history that we misunderstand and actually celebrate this at all um any almost anywhere outside of puebla okay all right so this is is, so great is the 5th of may Mm -hmm. mexican independence 
No. No, absolutely not. That is September. That is in September. Well, how so, did we get So it? apparently we really don't care about Mexican independence because we don't celebrate it when we should, which is in <laughs> September. So get off your high, lunatic, disillusioned <laughs> horse and, and you. stop it for the love of May. tacos or whatever. <laughs> crepes. Or crepes. That's right. Or crepes. How did this all happen? All right. So it's it's 1862. Okay. okay. So first of all, Mexican independence is 1810. So it's okay. not even remotely connected. Not two. even not even remotely connected. Okay. Uh, so it's 1862, and Mexico is in disarray, and they're not paying their foreign debts. Sound okay. sound familiar, right? Mm. Russia's not paying their debts either. Mm. Anyway, so it, Mexico mm. is in disarray. It's 1860s, and they're not paying their foreign debts. Great Britain is angry. Spain is angry. France is angry because they're not getting the money that they're owed. And so they all start to launch, uh, build up forces to go in yeah, and attack money. Mexico and force them to give them their money. Great Britain negotiates and does not attack Mexico. Okay. Spain negotiates and does not attack Mexico. But Napoleon the Third, uh, not Napoleon Bonaparte, right? But, all right, the Na third, right? The third, Napoleon the Third is in charge of France, and he wants to use this as an opportunity to take Mexico, wow. right, as a justification. So France goes to war against Mexico over these this lack of payment of debts. And there's a war between the two of them. And Mexico seemingly has no ability whatsoever to put up any kind of serious defenses against a, a, a French army, a French invasion led by Napoleon III. But at the Battle of Puebla on May the 5th, 1862, they repel this French attack and they don't they're not defeated ultimately they are defeated they don't they, they they do they are defeated by France and France does take them over for a while but at this battle they defeat all odds against all odds they're not defeated by France, France. and so they celebrate that huzzah 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 the battle of Puebla we didn't get defeated we didn't get our butts kicked like we were expected to aren't we great huzzah 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 Beyond that, no one in Mexico cares about the Battle of Puebla, and they don't care about Cinco de Mayo because it doesn't mean anything Think to anybody to in any grander wow. context. Okay. And so it, to the extent that it is recognized in Mexico, and it's really not, um, it's in the region where the city of Puebla uh -huh. is located, and they don't call it Cinco de Mayo, it's Battle of Puebla Day. Okay. So this morning I wake my children up with the crepes, right? The French crepes, because ultimately they were the victors. And I say, happy Battle of Puebla Day. And uh -huh. I feel good about that. Okay. And you do feel good about that, but do they feel good about that? They don't know. Honest, honestly, <laughs> they don't know what I may or may not be doing from day to day, moment to moment. No one really does. Uh, and that's part of the beauty. It's right. part of the, the fear. Yes, uh, yes. The confusion. So, so, all of it. So Americans celebrating Cinco de Mayo is sort of like a New York Jets fan celebrating some random victory in a season where they went 3-13. and 13. And it's even more bizarre than that because Cinco de Mayo celebration in the United States is, ant is an anti-Confederacy celebration. 
The reason ah. that we celebrate it is it, it is an anti-Confederacy celebration. No kidding. Oh, how in the world right. is that? Yeah, how, we're in the high end. Okay, because if France had successfully come in and just out and out defeated Mexico easily, and they mm. didn't, if they right. had, they would have supported the Confederacy. Oh. Because it would have been a divided America. Exactly. And this yes. would have this would have fit into Napoleon's grander schemes. So if if the Battle of Puebla had not slowed the Mexi- the French assault down and France had taken over Mexico easily, then they would have absolutely 100% supported the Confederacy and probably helped the Confederacy not fall to the Union. Wow, isn't this fascinating? So in Los Angeles, in California, which was heavily um, Mexican, mm-hmm. or a lot of Mexican-American, a lot of yeah. Latino you know, populations, when the Battle of Puebla happened and when Mexico didn't immediately fall to France, they... They they were they were pro union. They were anti Confederacy in California, and so they were happy because they saw the reality of what this actually Lamance. means. And what wow. it means is that the Confederacy will not get the help from France to defeat the Union. How fascinating! And so they it? started celebrating it not because of what was going on really in in Mexico mm-hmm. and with the fifth of May or anything like that. But they were celebrating it because they see that this is a anti-Confederacy moment. It is a pro-Union moment. And that is why they started to celebrate it. And then in the 1960s, Chicano, Latino um, uh, what are, organizations that were trying to look to bolster Latino um, culture in the United States latched onto it in the Southwest because they still sort of celebrated it just by default, but not not majorly not at all. Wow. And they okay. decided, well, this is what people kind of talk about still in California and in, in New Mexico. And so they just simply latched onto it as the 5th of May. Yeah, let's go with that. We're trying to bolster and build up Latino culture. And, and they, they did that. And, and we took off from there. Wow, fascinating! And now we converted it with margaritas and chips and salsa. Right. I mean, right. And this, and that, that's the reason why we celebrate it with crepes. Okay, I understand the crepes <laughs> so much better. You took us down the crepe hole so, to figure it out. But I do think that it's it, ultimately it's interesting uh, that it is it was an anti-Confederacy uh, celebration, it's and that's fa- that's what it was. That's what it was all about. But, okay, so let's make sure for those who are late. Let's make sure we have this put. The French come in. They get held off briefly. Right. They eventually win temporarily. But because their minor defeat or the defeat of the time didn't help the Confederacy, Californians and other Western Unioners started celebrating. And then in the 60s, Latino culture helped bolster it. And now we have Cinco de Mayo as we know it. Right. How fascinating. Just another reason why I love history. I love going down the rabbit hole. 60 years later. 160 mm-hmm. years later, we're mm-hmm. remembering why we're figuring this out. Uh, and yeah, go to Mexico. They're not celebrating it. Wow. They're, they're carrying on. It is not a holiday in Mexico. In Mexico, at all. yeah. Not at all. It's, this is our our side of the border kind right, of thing. Right, This is fascinating. Mm-hmm. And you know. Love history. Not only is it Cinco de Mayo, not only uh-huh. is it an excuse for people to have chips and salsa and margaritas. Yeah. We're at the end of the school year. I know uh, you and your colleagues are wrapping up. 
So a lot of the Mexican restaurants around here better get their margarita supplies ready for Absolutely. teachers who will be in in the school year. Yeah, mm-hmm. but again, I would prefer if they would just go with the crepes. Yeah, you're, you're all about the crepes. You're like, give me the crepes. Could you have crepes along with chips and salsa? We could, but we don't. We take the yeah. we, we take that and we set it off at the end of the table and we don't touch it until September. Okay, that makes sense. Ladies and gentlemen, Acadiana's history professor, Bob Carica. Dude, that was epic. Thank you. Thank you. I I remembered parts of it, but not all of it. Thank God for Bob. We've never done the anti-Confederacy reality of of the celebration. This is so fascinating. It's coming up now on 657. The Fox Business Report is brought to you by Gulf Coast Bank, your local community bank. Whether your financial needs are for an individual, a business, or for the whole family, Gulf Coast Bank has the knowledge and products to serve you best. With nine convenient locations throughout Acadiana, you're never far from a friendly Gulf Coast Bank associate. I'm Maria Bartiromo, and this is the Fox Business Report. Another volatile day for oil markets fueled by the European Union laying a ban on Russian energy and lower demand in China because of COVID-19 bounce. Some first quarter earnings reports coming in ahead of the opening bell. 22nd Century Group reporting a loss of $8.9 million. Real Estate Investment Trust Global Net Lease posting revenue of $97.1 million. Oil and gas storage and distribution company Sprague Resources reporting a net income of $17.9 million. The Labor Department releases its weekly report today for first-time jobless claims. Analysts expect to see 182,000 claims, up from 180,000 the previous week. And Elon Musk is putting pressure on left-wing groups who called for advertisers to boycott Twitter after the billionaire acquired the social media platform. Musk tweeting, who funds these organizations that want to control your access to information? Let's investigate. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Steve Rappaport, invested in you. The Tulta Towers Foundation's 9-11 Never Forget Mobile Exhibit is a tribute to all who lost their lives on September 11, 2001. Or from 9-11-related illnesses, this high-tech 83-foot tractor trailer transforms into an 1,100-square-foot exhibit, a tool to educate people about 9-11. Visit it in a city near you and join Tulta Towers on its mission to do good and never forget. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a town square media station. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Securing the Supreme Court. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. Following the much-protested leak of the draft opinion showing conservative justices ready to undo the ruling to legalized abortion. A large fence is now in place, similar to the one that surrounded the Capitol following the attack uh, back in January of last year. Fox's Doug Luzader. At the White House, President Biden is trying to frame the possibility of Roe v. Wade being overturned as an effort carried out by those who support former President Trump. This magic is really the most extreme political organization that's existed in American history. Now back on Capitol Hill, Republicans are focusing on the leak itself. And Senator Ted Cruz tells Fox, We're going to find this person, and when they're found, they're going to be fired off on the spot. They will be disbarred if they're members of the bar, or they will never be admitted to the bar to be a lawyer. Ukraine's military says it's recaptured some areas in the south and fought off new attacks from the Russians in the east, while in Mariupol, Russian forces have gone into that steel plant and the nearly destroyed city going after Ukrainian troops. Hold 
filled up with civilians. Some were able to get out in recent days. The Red Cross tells Fox News this morning that 127 people have been rescued from the steel plant. More than 300 people have been rescued from Mariupol overall. Fox's Matt Finn in Lviv. In a new Fox poll, 85% of Americans surveyed say what happens in Ukraine matters here in the U.S. There's a lot of tornado damage near Oklahoma City. We are really shocked that it actually hit in Seminole because every other time it's always gone around us. Some people were trapped but then rescued. There are no reports of injuries. A tornado also hit the Lockett area in North Texas with some homes badly damaged. There's another attempt to drive down rising inflation that Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell says is too high. We have both the tools we need and the resolve that it will take to restore price stability on behalf of American families and businesses. The Fed raised a key interest rate a half percent that makes borrowing cost more for mortgages to car loans to credit cards. America's listening to Fox News. I'm getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20. So am I, because I'm at risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. I'm asking about Prevnar 20 because there's a chance pneumococcal pneumonia could put me in the hospital. Age 65 or older, you may be at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine, a Pfizer vaccine that can help protect against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. The most commonly reported side effect was pain at the injection site. For additional common side effects and full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. I want to be able to keep my plans. So I'm asking my doctor about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20. Well, speaking of rising inflation, the price of diesel fuel keeps surging up another nickel today. 15 cents since Monday. AAA puts it at a new record high, 5.47 per gallon. And a year ago, it was just over $3. But President Biden's optimistic prices will come back down. President Biden says the pandemic recovery is boosting job growth, raising revenues, and bringing down deficits. I don't want to hear Republicans talk about deficits and their ultra-mega agenda. I want to hear about fairness. I want to hear about decency. I want to hear about help on ordinary people. In remarks here at the White House, the president singled out plans from Florida Republican Rick Scott and pressed for Democratic-backed legislation to raise taxes on corporations and the wealthy. Inflation and bringing down costs is likely to be a top issue for voters in the fall. At the White House, Jared Halpern, Fox News. Uh, Senator Rick Scott responded, the Republican telling Fox. There's a complete difference between my view of the world and his view of the world. I'm the biggest tax cutter probably in the Senate right now or in the, even up here. And when it comes to social programs, Medicare goes bankrupt in four years. He doesn't want to fix it. Democrats don't want to fix it. Social Security goes bankrupt in 12 years. They don't want to fix it. I want to have a conversation. Four New Orleans teenagers are charged as adults at a deadly carjacking. 73-year-old Linda Fricky became entangled in her seatbelt as the teens allegedly tried to steal her car. Her arm was ultimately severed before she died. All the defendants, one boy and three girls entered not guilty pleas Wednesday, angering the victim's family. I was mad when I seen them. They killed my sister and they say not guilty. All four face life sentences in prison with the possibility of parole after 25 years. Tom Graham, Fox News. We just got this from the World Health Organization, which is raising the number of people who are COVID victims. They say nearly 15 million people have died of COVID or because of its effect on health services. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News.
coming up now on 709 at Morning News. Bernie and Ian here with you. We have made it to Thursday. I can't believe, first off, that mm-hmm. it's Thursday. I know. We have survived. I don't know how it happened. On only about 20 hours sleep uh, combined on the week, but we've survived. <laughs> We've had fun this week. I have to say it's been very interesting. Yes, it has. So the Community Foundation of Acadiana has a great event, and today is the day. You've heard a lot of talk about it. And Nicole Bear joining us once again in studio. Hello, darling. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. All right. So for those who don't know about Community Foundation, it's a great organization. Tell us a little bit about the organization first. So Community Foundation of Acadiana. Our mission is to connect generous people to the causes they care about. Simple, zen, beautiful. Yes, <laughs> which transitions very well into Solar Giving Day. Absolutely. And today is the big day. Correct. Today is the day. We've been working for nearly a year to get to this day. <laughs> so are, is it close to 200 organizations that people can kind of peruse and look at and see what their mission is? Yes. So we have 195 organizations wow. registered Okay. Um, for Sola this year. Of the 195, 96 organizations secured matching gifts challenges. Wow. So we have $480,000 in matching gift challenges. Oh my goodness. So in essence, someone can double their donation by donating to one of those organizations. Wow. So it is a good idea to go and peruse and look because as Ian and I were kind of mentioning last hour, whether you support local arts or you just want to support maybe your child's school or maybe your alma mater or, you know, um, you want to make sure that people have food security. There are so many different things represented in those 195 groups. Absolutely. Absolutely. We've got a plethora of organizations. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so many, I, I couldn't even tell you. How but, many? Yeah. I know. <laughs> and, and what all the causes are. But um, yes, I mean, everything that you mentioned, we've got a great partnership with Love Our Schools. We have all 46 yes. Lafayette Parish Public Schools participating this year. Every single one of them have a a minimum of $500 in matching gifts. Um, I think seven or eight of those schools have a $2,500 match all uh, done through Love Our Schools, uh, the partnership with Sola Giving Day. I I love that, y'all. I know Love Our Schools is so Mm -hmm. amazing. They've done such great work, and that's a good place to give, too. Absolutely. And and look, just for those that don't know what SOLA is, mm-hmm. SOLA is an online platform. It's ticketless, tableless, fundraising tool that Community Foundation of Acadiana provides to nonprofits, churches, and schools that want to participate. And, and the beauty of it is you can donate as much or as little as you want. I, for those who aren't familiar, how does it go? Are there buttons there that you can pick, or do you just enter whatever amount you want to give? So it's it's a mix. You, there are buttons, pre-existing buttons that you can go in and pick. You can type in the exact amount that you want. It's very, very simple to do. You go to solagivingday.org. Um, you can browse through the 195 organizations. Uh, if you go to the top right, you like I said, you can click on the matches button. Um, and you can see all the organizations that have matches and how much they have left to meet their match. Mm. Um, we have leaderboards, so you can click on the leaderboard button and you can see who's raising the most money in all s- different categories. Um, and really one of the coolest things for us is to watch the homepage because the dollars that are coming in are updated in real time. So wow. it's exciting. It's exciting to watch throughout the day. Now, do you have to give your name when making a donation? You can do it anonymously if you choose okay. to. There's a button you click 
um, right. to remain anonymous. And, and a lot of people in our community, we have a very generous community, mm-hmm. and a lot of people like to keep their uh, their identities a secret. Yeah, that way you can give, and nobody has to know. It's and you. nobody has to know, and that's the beauty of it. If you are someone who's rolling in the dough and you want to give some of that away, whether to one or multiple organizations, you can do it safely. You can do it anonymously. For those groups that may have missed the may have missed the boat this year, they want to do it next year. How can they get in touch with you or with SOLA to be part of Giving Day next year? All they need to do is email SOLAGivingDay at cfacadiana.org or call Community Foundation. We keep a database of nonprofits interested in participating in SOLA. And as we gear up, we start shooting out emails, reminders, um, so that people can prepare for next year. Y'all, and definitely go to the matches section just so you can see what's there, too, because as Nicole was saying, it's just um, it's an amazing thing. Okay, so is there any way to know, based on prior years, what might be donated today, or is it just kind of all up in the air? Well, last year, we raised $1.85 million (laughs) for nonprofits, churches, and schools throughout our community. Obviously, we'd love to surpass that goal. Yeah. Um, but, you know, last year we were not quite shut down, but still in a COVID yeah. year. This yeah. year we're coming out of it. Nonprofits mm-hmm. are having fundraisers again. We're really uncertain and unsure as to how what things will happen? play out today. But, of course, we are uh, we're going to push as hard as we can to surpass the goal that we, we met last year. Okay, guys, this is easy to do. SolaGivingDay.org. That's solagivingday.org. And they're like, wait, Bernie, what are you saying? So it's S-O-L-A givingday.org. That's S-O-L-A givingday.org. Now, we did kind of go over this last time, but let's ask it again. Some people really don't like to give online. Mm-hmm. Is it possible to come to Community Foundation? It is possible to come to Community Foundation, but we encourage donors that don't want to give online mm-hmm. to go directly to the organization. Makes sense. Yeah. Give you you can give a check there. Mm-hmm. Um of course it's much easier to make the the contribution online. It but, is. <laughs> but you can go to the organization, they can manually enter the check. Um so that is definitely an option, but if you, you know, because some people, eh, they're like, eh, I don't want to give online. I get it, you know. Right. So That's yes, true. go to the organization and um, write your check that way, and it's an easy way to do it. And if you just want to hop online today, look for your child's school or look for maybe something like, I don't know, Spay Nation, you can go and check it out, solagivingday.org. Thanks, Nicole. We appreciate Thank you. Thank you, Bernie and Ian. Appreciate y'all very much. Appreciate you. We can't wait to see what happens. Partly sunny skies across Acadiana today. Those highs are going to be pushing into the upper 80s. Winds are going to be coming from the south at about 10 to 15 miles an hour. And those overnight lows tonight sitting down in the lower 70s. A little breezy around there today. Winds are going to pick up ahead of our next system that moves through, sparking some showers and thunderstorms early tomorrow morning. I think we'll see a lot of that activity kind of taking place just before dawn on Friday and then clearing as we go through the rest of the day. Severe weather possible, maybe not likely, but we could get a couple stronger thunderstorms. I do think there's higher severe weather chances just down over towards our east. So if you are heading eastbound early tomorrow morning, do be mindful of the weather forecast. Now we clear out tomorrow afternoon. The rest of the weekend looks hot, but should stay fairly quiet. I think we're back in the 90s over the weekend. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPAL. We've got partly sunny skies, 71 degrees. For those who've got that arthritis pain, especially 
If you've been dealing with it for a long time and you're just sick of it. Uh, yes, please. You need more info because there is something new. QC Kinetics is new to our area. It's the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. And you're like, wait a minute, Bernie, how does that work? Okay. If you have joint pain and you're just tired of it, you don't want steroid shots. You don't want any kind of prescriptions. None of that. Look, you can get QC Kinetics, which basically helps your body regenerate and repair the damaged tissue. This is completely different from anything that we've had in our area. You can call today and get a free consultation about how to get rid of your joint pain. This is not surgery. This is not steroids. It's not any kind of prescription. This is totally different. It's a biologic approach to what's happening in your body. It's a natural solution. Here's the number for QC Kinetics. 337-243-4222. 337-243-4222. If you are just tired of that knee pain, Maybe it's been your shoulder all these years. Well, we finally have a new way to go that does not involve any kind of steroids, no prescriptions, and and no surgery. It is a completely different approach. Letting your body take care of itself. 337-243-4222. 337-243-4222. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Right now, traffic. Right now, no traffic crashes. No breakdowns to report to you. Make sure you buckle up. Keep it safe out there today. Our salute to America brought to you by Jim Olivier's Home Improvement and Roofing, Louisiana. Oh, say can you see by the dawn Stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight. Oh, the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming.
your number one news, weather, and traffic source in Acadiana. This is News Talk 96.5 KPL. Depend on it. Lafayette Live with Lafayette Mayor President Josh Guillory is brought to you by Southside Roofing. Hey, when choosing a roofing company, you can trust Southside Roofing. They'll provide quality craftsmanship and exceptional customer service. The only number you need to know for a free estimate and great work is 337 Roofing. That's 337 Roofing. Southside Roofing is a local company, so they have a lot in common with you, their neighbors, and they know what's important to you because those same things matter to them. Whether it's a minor or major repair, you want specialists, so you need Southside Roofing. They give dedication to every single project. Southside Roofing is a licensed and trusted Louisiana company with offices throughout the state, and they also offer military and senior discounts every day. 337 Roofing, that's 337 Roofing. You can also go to SouthsideRoofingLA.com for more information. on Acadiana's Morning News. Bernie and Ian here with you. And Thursday means Lafayette Live with Lafayette Mayor President Josh Gallery joining us in studio. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday, our weekly town hall. Yes. All right. So we do have stuff already in my inbox here. Ian and I had to think about uh, a traffic item. So we'll ask that in a bit. We got that coming up. If you do have a question, you can email us, news at kpel965.com. You can also just download stuff from the KPL app, right? So if you don't have the KPL app, why? It's free in the app store. It's easy to download, and then you can just text us whatever is on your brain. So, all right, we are going to start with the latest uh, court ruling that has to do with a detention pond. So Ian and I will jump right into this. By the way, we also have... Uh, one of the attorneys for Lafayette government, uh, Greg Logan, joining us in studio this morning. Don't don't be shy. We promise we don't bite. We promise. Just say hi. It's okay. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> uh, he's the he's the chief uh, legal, legal. Yes, you are correct. Attorney. attorney. All right. So let's get started, shall right. we? So news dropped late yesterday. Judge Valerie Gaja Garrett ruling against LCG in the Homewood Detention mm-hmm. Project. Uh, her words were that, and I want to make sure I uh, quote this right were that, quote, LCG fell short of an adequate determining principle and or that the decision to expropriate this particular site was arbitrarily determined. She also noted that there were promises for the engineering study. She says they weren't produced in court. So question one, what is LCG's next step in this particular case? Will there be an appeal or will you look at a new site? Well, it's so many things. Okay, so the reason why I brought uh, Greg in is transparency and i want to make sure that we get the the accurate information to the public and i don't water it down and even though i'm a lawyer by trade i say this a lot on the show even though i'm an attorney by trade i'm not in the legal department and these guys do it every day and i'm i learn from them a lot and i appreciate their hard work 
So before we go into it, we have to realize when we got in the office, I was issued a mandate and, and a very direct order from the public to, to address drainage. So the, I have one of two options. I, I think it's important to kind of talk about the Give process. Context. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I could, and the really starts off with two options, do something or do nothing. Okay. So I chose to do something because I think that's what the folks need me to do. Not just want me to do. I think they need me to do. I mean, that's what I was put in here. All right. Well, what does that look like? Well, and we talked about this on, again, we've been going weekly town halls here on Lafayette Live for since the beginning. Okay. Since week one. Um, and we enjoy it. But that first year, for someone that want, man, we want to get out there. I mean, we want to help people now. You know, we had some easy wins year one, but really it's frustrating because we had to get the science. We had to get the engineering and not just one engineer. Multi, I can't tell you how many we have. Okay. We have internal engineers and we have external engineers and those external engineers and internal engineers have to get paid for their services. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that's good, but we got to listen to them as well. We got to listen to the science. So when I have a year's worth or however long it took to do this and site plan and model. Mm -hmm. uh, and by the way, our modeling is so much better today than it even was then. It actually wouldn't have taken so long now that we had this model. Um, but when we analyze that and then we have the engineering and we have the hydrology and all the, all the science that goes into this, you know, we go to the councils, we brief, we get funding, then we go to design and then we execute. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know, Greg, you can jump in anytime. And if I'm saying something, I'm not supposed to throw a rock at me or something. But <laughs> nice. Don't throw that coffee, though. <laughs> but when you're looking at a project of this magnitude, right off the Vermilion River, which is extremely important to, to you know, take notice of, right across the street from, right across the river from Cooley Oldicon, location, not being an engineer should, should, you know, resonate with a lot of folks. When you're looking at a project with this magnitude, over 200 acres, do go on Google Map right now and look at it. Where else would you put that? Now I have some questions, and I'll let legal get in because you can answer this way better than I can. But I, but just as a as a neighbor, and I'm and I'm in the short period of time this has been out, I've had some questions on this. How can the judge, because this very judge, lifted her stay order and allowed us to dig on the pond for what a couple weeks now, and then all of a sudden we have this ruling? So I don't know. The engineering you refer reference to. And I didn't read the whole opinion, but I read that one. Uh, Jamie brought it to me. I'm not going to say it was inaccurate, but it was not the whole truth. So the state, and we had to go pull the tape from the, uh, and was it the parish council tape was um, miraculously not there on AOC, but the city council was. So that was good. So we were able to pull that, look at it. And I said, when we have, if I don't have engineering, I think it was in 90 days, then we'll, well, I'll, I'll proactively go and ask the council to rescind the ordinance. But well, we had engineering. We had preliminary engineering. We had the engineering report, and it showed promising. So all that meant was, okay, you go to the next step. Then we had to work months and months just to get core samples and do the environmental and do all the other things that, that engineers do and consult and contractors do. And it turned out to be a really good project, and, you know, we're going to push forward. But I'm not, look, I'm not going to let one person stop the progress that we're already having, okay, to help people. However, I will respect the process right? because that's the responsible thing to do. Mm -hmm. But this project is huge. It has different phases. We're just going to put all our resources on another phase until this all figures, until all plays out. Mm -hmm. But there is a legal process. So, Greg, I'm going to turn it over to you. All right. Tell us. We do want to know. What's next? How does so, this work? Uh, we're evaluating several uh, legal avenues. We're having meetings later today. Of course, appeal is always one of the options, but mm -hmm. we have some other uh, tools in the toolbox. 
Uh, we have some of the best attorneys in Lafayette on this matter, and uh, that's what we can control, having the right legal team in place. And uh, Ian said something about the engineering reports not being in. One engineering report was over 2,000 pages. There were two licensed professional engineers. One, that's an employee of LCG that testified about the project and the evaluation going back as far as two and a half years ago, and the other, the hired professional engineer. The judge hit heavy that the hired professional engineer was going to be uh, making money off the project. Well, that's how professional engineers are paid. They're paid off a percentage of the uh, project in private industry and in government. Um, she also misstated that we had given this engineer hourly rate increase. That is not true. All rates for all engineers were changed regardless if it's this particular engineer or another engineer working for LCG. So mm -hmm. we did not give her a raise to influence her testimony. So when when were the raises? So these were across the board raises? Does, can anybody tell me what the time frame was on that? Why that was happening? It was a fee schedule change. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm not in that department. I just know that from time to time, consolidated government changes the fee schedule. So for engineers, it was a a schedule, a fee schedule change. Mm -hmm. I think it was uh, some time ago, but you know, mm -hmm. within the last year, I would estimate. And again, I haven't read the full uh, ruling. I, I will mm -hmm. just out of respect again to, to the even to the judge and to the process because that's important. And to note, the full ruling is now at kpl 965com It just went up. There you go. Hey, when we file briefs, can y'all put that on there too? Yes, I think it's important to have all, all sides there. Absolutely. <laughs> just say, and then the folks mm -hmm. can make their own decision. No, we agree. Um, so. <laughs> And well, I haven't really seen the entire process, but I, uh, the 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 judgment yet. But I will read it later on today. But to to that point, we didn't. From what I'm hearing, how you're how you're how you're saying the facts are on the ruling, um, it implies that we as LCG just gave one engineer a pay raise, and that's just not that. The point is that's not the case. Mm -hmm. So I don't. I think maybe that's taken out of context or written out of context, or maybe there's some missing facts when when that that statement was made to make that statement. Hmm. Okay. So at this point, you can appeal. That's yeah. that's a possibility. There, you have referenced other avenues that that can be done. So what does that mean in terms of what taxpayers might be on the hook for? Oh, at this point, I'm so glad you said that. Look, and look, just to put everybody's mind at ease. So again, we have a process. So we have mm -hmm. choices, and, and really, it has to start off very simple. So in this situation, we could easily stop paying legal fees. Mm -hmm. It would be easy. Now, that would require us to pay the plaintiff's lawyers what they're asking for, which is multiple millions of dollars above appraisal. And we can't give gratuitous donations. It's illegal. So, But the, but the lawsuit would go away because this mm -hmm. is not about – listen, this is not about engineering. This is not about science. Well, what do you science. think it's about? Money. Just straight up there holding yes. out for more money. Of course. And, and I'm going to go a step further and put myself in their shoes. I, I can understand that. Mm -hmm. I can appreciate that. Mm -hmm. If they if, – if these – uh, property owners feel that their property is worth more than the appraisal, they should have a right to go challenge that. And, but, the, the, but the issue is money, and that's not a bad thing. It's not makes, it doesn't make them evil people. It makes right. them property owners that feel sure. like their property is worth more. I can respect mm -hmm. that. But let's not hold up. Because, oh, because very another note, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the judge also ruled that the public necessity was valid. Correct. So, so you rule that we did everything right, we just didn't have enough paperwork. Okay, so we didn't do the bureaucratic paperwork that was to, to someone's level of uh, acceptance. Well, we ha we've had decades of a good, good talk, you know, so fast talking, slow walking, you know, but now 
we have this rule that says one thing, but then it implies other things. And but look, that, that it's a process. It'll play itself out. It'll play itself. Where out. Where does it lead the project? I mean, you said you'd work on yeah. other phases, but what does that mean for people that might live in that area? And what's the repercussion for the parish? So, a great question. So, fortunately. And I look, I'm glad I'm glad the judge let us lifted her order and let us dig on the project before stopping it. OK, because at least we got more uh, more pro- more work and help folks in the watershed. Thank God our engineer ch- uh, chose to do ponds three and four first. OK, because ponds three and four are more localized, even though it helps the region, it helps the watershed. Uh-huh. And at least we'll give uh, for our, our neighbors in Milton and that area, that immediate area, at least they get a pretty significant benefit from those two ponds because it's on the two laterals that feed into the Vermilion River because the project is located literally on the river. So that's important. Um, But this project, Bayou Vermilion Flood Control, is a very massive project, very massive, different phases. Um, Right now, we're just going to shift all our gear to the western part, which Mm -hmm. is Cooley Oldecon. but you know it's 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 kind of it's it's a little it's a little scary from a I mean look really it's a, just being honest the human element of this it's it can be really scary if we stop this project because you know we have our stakeholders out in the pairs like Dredge the Vermilion that's very advocate you know they they have a good advocacy group and they've mm-hmm. done a lot of great uh, research and and gave us uh, some good ideas too I know I enjoy having them at the table but they make a very good point here so Cooley Ildecon. You know that massive project on Scott where, we're, where we, yes. there's one last quote-unquote plug, okay? Well, we got grant dollars for this. We're working with the city of Scott, uh, LCG is, to remove that last little piece. And it will send, without these projects, it will send water to that Vermilion River very, very quick. One of the benefits, one of the major benefits to the Bayou Vermilion Flood Control, not just the Cooley-Ildecon side, but the Homewood side together with this synergy reduces flow you can't make this up reduces flow to the 1974 levels so we want to talk about development and this does all that very valid discussions by the way no other project we have in the books reduces the flow on that region like the like this overall project so I, i'm i'm nervous we at least we had at least we had uh, a lot of project I'm, I'm so glad we went 24 hours a day because we, we wouldn't be in a, as good of a situation the Coolio de Con Pond, you know, let's let's hope a, an activist judge doesn't intervene in, in that particular ruling and stop those ponds because the Coolio de Con removal of the plug, that is not stopping. That's going forward. And we timed it perfectly so that we'd have the detention ponds done first, then pulling the plug so that we're we're retaining water, mm-hmm. then the the massive conveyance goes through. Now Hey, I don't know. You know, one one ruling could could jeopardize that. And now we have a hydraulic dam, and I know there's engineers out there. I hope I'm not butchering those terms, but that's uh, that's extremely nervous. But I can tell I can tell the folks of this parish, my my commitment to fixing drainage and helping us protect lives and property has not diminished. Uh, Mr. Logan, you said that there will be meetings this morning. Is there any idea or any indication? I mean, is it a matter of paperwork? Can you go back and fix this situation? to the point that the judge would then say, no, this is okay? Or is it going to end up siding on the side of money? Because if I was a property owner, yeah, mm-hmm. I get the, the mayor president's perspective. That's my property, et cetera. I want what I can get for it, sure. the most for it. That's, I think, what what we do in America. Sure. Um, but as far as meetings this morning, and is this a matter of paperwork, what can you give us in terms of what this process means from today going forward? I do not believe it's a matter of paperwork. There is significant paperwork in the record, in mm-hmm. evidence in this matter. Uh, there were thousands of pages of engineering reports, data, uh, the uh, federal FEMA models 
Mm-hmm. And um, so the evidence was put in. There's, uh, you know, I'll sit here and tell you that we didn't mess up. Mm-hmm. LCG's legal team did not mess up. It's in the record and, you know, what the judge chooses to look at, what the judge chooses to follow, that's their prerogative. Mm-hmm. So, but it's not a matter of having to redo paperwork or having to redo engineering or having to submit more paperwork. It's there. It's just the legal uh, maneuvers from here are the decisions of how to move forward is what we'll be meeting on later today. Um, because I love to have a crystal ball and I want to know everything. Any idea on when a decision could potentially be made? Of how to move forward? Yes. Oh, yes, that sir. decision will be made before the weekend. Okay. Well, all right. Ian? Going back to what you said about the McBade pay increase, yeah. it, it is referenced on page three here. It's referenced in terms of the ordinance itself, the Homewood Ordinance. In here, quoting, it says, Mayor, uh, Josh Guillory, Lafayette Mayor President, stated that if the final engineering was not complete in 90 days, he would author a repeal of this ordinance. Farther down on the page, it mentions that seven days before the end of the 90-day due diligence period, the McBate memo, which summarized the results of its evaluation of the Homewood Project, was delivered to LCG. The memo, which characterizes itself as preliminary, is certainly distinguishable from the final engineering report that the community demanded. And it's in that context that it says, despite not receiving the final report, McBade's hourly rate was still increased after the 90 days in which, according to the judge, you'd said you would repeal this particular ordinance if the final final engineering report weren't released. Is this not accurate? Is the judge mistaken here? I think you you listed two issues, so let's address both of them. Mm-hmm. So the first, and that's and I appreciate you bringing that up. So the first one is um, at minimum taking things out of context and and probably more accurately stated, it was just misstated. So I know that you can't have final engineering and and a project this massive. Final, you're talking about final engineering. Okay, we pulled the the one tape that's still there. The other tape, I don't know where it's at. I don't. I don't I'm not the custodian, mm-hmm. you know. But I think we have a long history of keeping those things in archives. So this one is, for whatever reason, not well, there. I hope we. I hope we can find that. Yeah. Let's let's mm-hmm. definitely hope and, we can find that. And I'm gonna tell you where it came from. It was a healthy discussion because it's one of the first projects that that were uh, subject to necessity ordinance. If my memory serves me correctly, I, yes. I remember the con- I remember the conversation briefly. Um, and there was a healthy conversation, and I think Councilman Carlson, he did a great job asking the right questions for his constituent and for the parish. Mm-hmm. And it was basically like, hey, you know, we're not going to move forward any kind of anything, the project, appropriation, anything like that without engineering. And we said, okay, tell you what, give me nine days. We'll have preliminary engineering. We'll have, I said engineering at the time, okay, the direct quote. But the, mm-hmm. the context, if you, if you listen to the whole conversation, at no point did we say final. I mean, because we didn't even have core samples. We couldn't even get on the property to get core samples to test for soil and environmental and all the things that go into uh, finalizing a project. And we were very, very transparent. We did three town three we did three town halls on one project. Okay, and we'll still keep doing. Them. We send a we send our public works director or some representative to the Milton Civic Center once a month to give updates, and we made that commitment. We followed through it. We will continue to follow through as long as it's an active project. Um, and that's and that's healthy, and, and we we do that in other areas, you know, other projects we have going on, but that, that not to this extent because we understand this is a little different. I got it. Um, so, preliminary engineering at least would allow us to to have science, which we would have done anyway. Uh, but you know, made the the council feel better, which is fair, and definitely, hopefully, made the public feel better. But there was an engineering report that said, okay, go forward, all right, and then that 
that's just started the ball rolling. I mean, there was then there had to be a lot more, a lot more engineering. You know, we went through the Seymour process, which is a, a, a procedural vehicle that the state legislature had um, had enacted several years ago. We wouldn't have been able to go forward with the Seymour project if we didn't have proper engineering. I mean, there's a lot of people at play here. You know, it's it's, it's real convenient for one person that's not an engineer to make a decision that affects uh, tens of thousands of do- uh, tens of thousands of residents and more than $30 million. It's real easy to do that and, you know, clap your hands and dust off and, and walk away and move on to some other issue. But this is real people in real lives subject and in an area that is absolutely prone in a project that is impacting our watershed. Look, you have legislative delegations on board. You have the House, you have the Senate, you have the governor, you had the bond commission, okay, that had to analyze all this. You had, and that's just from a, a legal standpoint. You had standpoint. a lot, a lot of eyes on this. It's not like there weren't people. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, well, it's part of the process, right? It's part of the bureaucracy. I mean, these are the things that have to be done. But those that bureaucracy, mm-hmm. I think we all can agree, is, is very healthy. Mm-hmm. You want checks and balances. Right. You don't want one municipality or, or jurisdiction mm-hmm. to go and just unilaterally do these things. So a lot of deliberative effort, a lot of... Pro- How much lot. money are these people asking for for their property? Do you have any idea, Mr. Logan? Would you have any ideas that something that is a matter of public record at this point or what they're estimating the value of the property might be? Actually, it is uh, it has been sent to us by them as a confidential settlement offer. OK, I'm not allowed to, to discuss talk about it. it. it would, correct. It'd okay. be a breach of my legal duties and ethics. Mm-hmm. So it's confidential under the code of evidence. So okay. they do have a separate appraisal. Mm-hmm. And we have negotiated between LCG's appraisal and their appraisal. Okay. And, and is it one person or two people or a group of people? Um, it is a, a partnership of over 100 heirs. I don't right. think any of them live in Lafayette. I'm not even sure any of them live in Louisiana. It's uh, from the Bendel heirs, and uh, they have a property management group. One of the other issues brought up, you mentioned the research that Judge Gotch Garrett mentions is that Dr. Habib, this is the first time I'd heard his name while, while reading this judgment, she mentions that LCG took evidence supporting the Homewood Project, but yet disregarded other evidence that said other sites may have been better. What say you to that? What other sites? Yeah, we've asked yeah, that. that before. What mm-hmm. What's yeah. part? That's not, that's not, that's also factually not correct. Right. And there was evidence. The Vermilion... Uh, control project uh, includes a large up to 90 acre uh, detention, retention, summer detention, summer retention ponds on Coolil de Cond, which is addressed in Dr. Habib's report. Mm-hmm. So the other sites, uh, you kind of compounded two different parts of the rulings. The other sites, there was testimony in the record from Lafayette's engineers been working on this for over, I I know it's over two years, possibly two and a half years, that this is the largest single piece of property between Interstate 10, which uh-huh. is north on the Vermilion, all the way to Vermilion Parish. Mm-hmm. It is on the river, and coincidentally, it happens to be at the confluence of Coolil de Con and the Vermilion River. Um, she did the engineering. She submitted for a grant that was not ample funding mm-hmm. years ago. The engineering has never... We've never got conflicting engineering from that. The uh, the other thing, there was testimony uh, by all involved that this will affect the level of the Vermilion River 
in a flood event all the way back to the Surrey Street Bridge, and there's even indication all the way back to the airport. So you're lowering the entire river. Yeah, and that's substantial. And anytime we have a pop-up rain, hello, May, right before hurricane season, or God forbid, knock on wood, superstitious Bernie, a hurricane, um, you know, it's not going to matter to any of those heirs because they've got a plot of land. But it's going to matter if somebody is put out of their home or the many hundreds of people that were by the 2016 floods. And There's that point to be made, too. It's real easy to to make a decision, dust off and not understand the consequences of it. Uh, But, you know, there's a process and legal legal will be aggressive on that. Um, I hope it's that in. I really, man, I hope this point is is getting out there that what, what was just said. All the way, this project, because it's, it's multiple phases, multiple geographic locations, geared by science. We were, we've spent a whole year and a half uh, talking about follow the science, okay? Well, we're following the science on a different issue, okay? It should apply across the board. But when you look at that in the effect, the positive impact is north of Surrey. This is at the southern part of our parish. Mm-hmm. North of Surrey? Okay, then you couple in because we have a collective plan here that we look at look at all the projects collectively as part of our uh, collaborative dynamic model here, and it's it's important to, to note that. But if you look at the 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 two projects to the north of uh, Surrey, right by the airport on west the western side and eastern side of the of the river, the northern part of our parish, what was the engineering that, that from multiple engineers that that are involved in this? Mm-hmm. Uh, they said close to two feet reduction in the river. Is that what I heard the other night? You popped out the other night. Doggone it. Yeah, I, I had to leave. I had another event. But, but it is a significant drop, and it depends where you are on the river. It's close to feet. Yeah, okay, so it depends where you are in the river, sure. but a significant drop. So anywhere per, perhaps from a foot to it, two feet or it's not, not past as much two feet. as a foot? It's, it's almost two feet. So in, in the, there, the, there's a very important fact here. North, notice, what, notice what we're referencing. Look, there's a whole bunch. Of, we we gave a three and a half hour, three hour presentation on our our drainage update. That and just in a two year period, how much how much drainage work has been done. But to to take a little higher, you know, forty foot, forty thousand mm-hmm. foot view here. Okay, just from a geographic standpoint, northern part of the parish, two major projects. Southern part of the parish, this massive Bayou Vermilion um, uh, flood control project and all these phases. And in the middle of our parish, Isaac Vera at lateral seven. Uh, the engineering shows a fifth pond now will show, show some um, some in more relief. But we had four on the books when this was all designed. Right. Um, and that, so so you can kind of see how you would approach it. If you're looking at a mil- military battlefield, you're, you're flanking them, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, for lack of better words, catching the water before it goes somewhere else and responsibly because we don't want to do things that, that hurt other people. You know, that's why it's so important to reference that Kuliildakon project, that cleaning out the Kuliildakon project that's, that is going to help because, remember, drainage, Stormwater management, it goes out of two things, holding water and moving water. Mm-hmm. Moving water responsible. At, at, at the end of the day, that's what you're doing. You're holding water and you're responsibly moving water. Well, the moving water is conveyance, and that's Cooley Ildecon. is a huge, huge Cooley that dumps a lot of water in. Without detention, that water will hit the river at such a massive rate. Like the Dredge Vermilion guys, they're on top of this. They understand the importance of making sure that you adequately and safely move water. Without detention, without the Bayou Vermilion flood control, you're not going to have that reduction in flow from to the 1974 levels. You're going to have what you have right. Well, you're going to have faster than what you have right now. So, very important that we look at your drainage from a regional standpoint, from a from a comprehensive standpoint. It is coming up now in 7:51. We do have to break quickly. When we come back, we will go to telephone calls and more questions on the way. You are listening to Lafayette Live. It's every Thursday here on KPL. 
Lafayette Mayor President Josh Guillory is here this morning as usual, joining him, uh, the chief of the legal department at LCG, if you will, Greg Logan, the attorney in studio as well. Want a financial consultant who sees things through your eyes? Talk to Jeff Gunnels, your local Charles Schwab branch leader at 337-265-4210. I'm Lauren Simonetti, and this is the Fox Business Report. Global stocks are higher after the Federal Reserve raised a key interest rate by half a point, the biggest increase in two decades. Wall Street futures indicate a lower opening this morning despite yesterday's big gains. Oil prices are fluctuating. European Union moves closer to banning energy imports from Russia. EU nations rely heavily on Russia for its gas and oil supplies. OPEC nations and their allies are likely to leave the production schedule in place when ministers hold an online meeting today. California becoming the first state to formally examine how to adapt to cryptocurrency and regulate it. Governor Gavin Newsom signing an executive order to move in tandem with the federal government to craft rules for the digital currency. California's economy is larger than all but four countries. If you think inflation is rough here, be thankful you're not in Turkey. Official data shows inflation soaring to nearly 70% last month. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Steve Rappaport, invested in you. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation's 9-11 Never Forget Mobile Exhibit is a tribute to all who lost their lives on September 11, 2001. Or from 9-11-related illnesses, this high-tech 83-foot tractor trailer transforms into an 1,100-square-foot exhibit, a tool to educate people about 9-11. Visit it in a city near you and join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Stop by Family Dollar and find balloons, decorations, candles, and even a card to celebrate mom on her day. There's more for mom at Family Dollar. Lafayette Live is brought to you by Southside Roofing at 337 Roofing. Serving the Acadiana area for 20 years. Call Southside Roofing today at 337 Roofing for all of your roofing needs. Breaking news, traffic troubles as they happen, and your Acadiana forecast just one tap away on the free KPL News app. Download it today in the App Store and Google Play. It's coming up now on 754 Acadiana's Morning News Thursday. Features Lafayette Live will go a little bit longer with our segments. Uh, our chief legal person with Consolidated Government, Greg Logan, sitting in with Lafayette Mayor President Josh Guillory this morning. We are talking about the Homewood Detention Pond Project, what uh, the court had to say about it. We continue having conversation about that at this time. Ian, I know you had something on your mind. Yeah, before we get to the question from the app chat, do you yeah. use starch? <laughs> um, usually not. Okay, mm-hmm. I did in the military. You did well. Mm-hmm. You had to, right? But then I, I, but then I found on those old BDUs, you know, the starts with night vision goggles at night for night operation. You just stand out. It's like, just like a big, just moving target. So <laughs> I found that out after a couple. Yeah. So the new, nice. the new AC, well, they're not new anymore as so they switched to multicam, but the ACUs, you didn't have to iron them. You know, you had to yeah. kind of maintain them. Maintain. And that was a, that was a great tactical. <laughs> Back to the drainage thing, though. After our moment of levity, two questions from the app chat. The first one, 
If we have a plan, why are we paying CSRS, the Baton Rouge firm, a million dollars to draft one? Yeah, okay, so the, the wording probably could have been handled better, uh, just hindsight's twenty twenty. I can I can tell you what's actually happening, and then you, you interpret that how you, how, you, how you need to. So CSRS understand, well, excuse me, we understand that drainage, even a master plan has to be flexible, has to be continuously updated. Yeah. We tried in-house when we first got in, when we first were sworn in in January. Uh, we tried to do it in-house to kind of update and get, you know, just get on top of this and make mm-hmm. sure we're using current science. Not, you know, f- even five years worth of, uh, worth of um, uh, science, it can be old at some times. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You got to constantly well, yeah, update you don't know what is developing, what subdivisions have popped up, what other economic shops, different things. Okay. That is very well summarized. <laughs> so I'm just the plain Jane kind of gal. He's the smart one. I'm just the salt to the earth girl. I put it in the plain language. All right, I interrupted you. Go on. We're, we're going to have to get a clip from the campaign with Will Ferrell. <laughs> it's, 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 it's gonna, how we do. It's going to okay, have to I'm happen. Sorry. That just slipped out. That has okay. zero meaning. I, I can frequency hop. It's cool. Right, right, so. right. <laughs> So, no, but back to your point. Yeah. So Topography changes, things like, yeah, well, it's because we didn't have the capacity. Now, mm-hmm. if we weren't doing projects, absolutely. We could we could have probably have done that in-house, but when we want to help people and we want to go study all these new projects and, and, mm-hmm. and vet them out, and great, how many projects do we vet? I mean, we don't even know how many we vetted that it's such a large number that d- didn't go far because the science said that there's no benefit, okay? And now this new dynamic model, we're able to, to we're, we're going back to any projects that have been designed, but not complete or not constructed, mm-hmm. we're reevaluating those through the new dynamic model because it's taking in all the projects yeah, at once. So be- before this, you were doing one project at a time. time. Now we're so looking now at them as a bigger picture. Scope. Exactly. Yeah. And we vetted one right off the river that um, because of the body for million flood control uh, benefits, we were able to take that one and put it on pause because it was a million and a half dollars. And um, instead of spending a million and a half dollars on a pond that in the past would not have given us any benefit because of these other projects, mm-hmm. all right, we update the model. Every project we do update the model. And it's now we can spend that million and a half somewhere else. We can spend it maintaining our ponds. We can spend it uh, building other ponds, maybe responsible conveyance and all that good stuff. So, look, it, it's there's a lot of movement. On CSRS, we we ran out of capacity. We we put it out to bid. They want you know it's a legal process. It's a it's an open process. Transparency. None of this you know good old boy. Hey, look, I know you. So here right. here we go. Matter right. of fact, I think those guys held a, a fundraiser for my opponent in the campaign. So there you go. Should be a little bit of objectivity there. But uh, but I am impressed with those guys, and and I'm I'm thankful for 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 what they bring to the table. A uh, lot of eyes. <laughs> A lot of eyes on the project by your familiar flood control and, and many other ones to include Homewood and, you know, Coolio de Con. Um, but that that's a reasonable rate. Otherwise, we're, we're going to be we're going to lack capacity. So we have again, it goes back to you got to start with choices. What are our choices? Our choices are when we recognize that we don't have enough capacity to to d- both do projects and do do a, a, an update on our on our master plan. OK. Yeah, well, you have a choice. Do you do something or do nothing? Well, we want to do something. Okay. So, and and or or do we want to delay projects so that we can focus on the plan? Or do when we have the resources? Now, if we didn't have the resources, my my whole tune would be different here. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now the second question that I have oh. from the app chat is: if there's a comprehensive plan for this. Or and or the St. Martin Parish spoil banks, which yeah, is another issue we'll get, get to, to in a second. Soon. If there are comprehensive plans for those, where are they? Can they be posted on the LCG website? 
Is there a way they can be made public now? We just, uh, the comprehensive plans of where we were, I think we did an over two-hour presentation yeah, yeah. at the council meeting, uh, uh, and that slide deck should be available. It's now sitting to each other. And to talk about the uh, CSRS uh, model that y'all were just discussing, our comprehensive drainage plan, we showed the court that we had a comprehensive existing plan done in 2017 funded by the Army Corps of Engineers. This is just an update. Basically, just like FEMA, you have to update your models and update your plans. So uh, we showed that in court that even before 2017, Lafayette Consolidated Government, before that, City of Lafayette, Parish of Lafayette, have been working in a comprehensive manner, whether you call it a plan or a program. So everything fits into a program. Mm -hmm. All right. We have to pause for one quick break. We come back in just a bit. Lafayette Mayor President Josh Guillory joining us. We're going to extend this just a little bit more. We have many more questions. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a town square media station. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Coming up now at 8.05, a continued session at Lafayette. Mayor President Josh Guillory joining us. Chief of Legal for LCG, Greg Logan in studio. All right, so I guess we have to move to other topics. More questions. There's something about 213 Thibodeau Street. I'm going to try to get to that before you gents are out of the studio because I have questions about that. And also want to ask you, um, at the council meeting for uh, St. Martin Parish this week, mm. there was some discussion going on about what happened with the spoil banks. Now, in some paperwork filing, so it's moved from district court. Now the issue of whether or not you guys had the right, meaning Lafayette, to start working on the spoil banks is now going to move to federal court. Is that mm. correct? Correct. Okay. So what does that mean at this particular point first? I mean, is there a big distinction? Uh, not a distinction, a little bit difference in procedure. Okay. Uh, but, and, you know, you have a federal magistrate judge and you have a federal judge locally. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the uh, preliminary matters are handled by the magistrate judge. Okay. Uh, otherwise, uh, you know, federal judges are appointed for a lifetime and local judges are elected. So, uh, otherwise, same. Okay. One of the issues that was brought to our attention earlier this week was that uh, they had not received a copy of the Corps' administrative order, but they were anticipating a copy at St. Martin Parish Government of the Corps' administrative order Hmm. that Lafayette, in fact, was in the wrong, that they needed a Corps certificate, if you will, or certification. They made a ruling without due process. Go ahead. So talk to us about that. Should we expect something from the Corps? Why are we not hearing back from the Corps? And what do we need to know about this? Well, we have not heard anything from the Corps. Our initial response is not due until Monday. Okay. So I find it hard to believe that the Corps would issue an administrative ruling when they set a, they, uh, set a deadline for our response of this Monday. I think okay. they would want to hear uh, and see our engineering of why this project was outside of their jurisdiction. How do you guys present that to the Corps? Is that something you've already sent documentation? How does that work? We will send documentation uh, on Monday. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. So we will send documentation, and I'm sure there will be a back and forth. Okay. So I do not think there's administrative order. They didn't file it in court. They referenced it in court. Mm-hmm. Nobody can find it. Uh, we have called both the uh, U.S. attorney in charge of the matter mm-hmm. and the court and have mm-hmm. not heard back, back looking them. for that document. Mm-hmm. So, Greg, the Laf- so Lafayette's, we have a response time to re- reply to this uh, the administrative process. They Oh, wow. So they gave us a, a timeline. Mm-hmm. So basically that whatever's going on over there, because we don't know, I don't know about it, at least in St. Martin, and I respect that. They can they can have whatever sure. means they want, and it's, that's a good thing, right? So <clears throat> either one of, I guess a couple things happen. Either that statement is uh, flagrantly inaccurate, mm-hmm. Or the uh, the core is issuing an administrative rule without have without without our without needing a response, which would be kind of one sided. So I would sure hope, as a citizen of the of the United States, that our federal agency wouldn't issue a ruling before they got a response on a from a, in accordance to a deadline that they issued. So I, I think it's just probably a little mis- miscommunication. But I will tell you this though. The Corps of Engineers should be high fiving everybody because, man, let me tell you something. Finally, what they said in the nineties, you know, about removing the spoil banks mm-hmm. and how beneficial it would be. And our friend Mark Wingate, who's very learned, very, very uh, intelligent guy, very uh, in tune with engineering. Um, you know, he was a, a just a up and comer in the nineties, and he issued that report and. You know, stuck with it, and kudos to him. And now he's the director over there in that region, doing a great job here, uh, analyzing science. And you know, we acted on his uh, recommendation from the '90s, and I thought that was pretty good. So, from the 1990s, the Corps of Engineers understood that removing the spoil banks would have a good regional impact and help mitigate flooding. So, we just uh, chose to stop talking about and doing it in a legal and uh, ethical way. Okay, that addresses that issue, I think, because we have nothing. Yeah, we uh, we emailed the Army Corps of Engineers yesterday for a response. We'll follow back up with them mm-hmm. today. I called so the far, attorney no for St. Martin Parish. Did we get any response from the attorney? Uh, he sent us email? he sent us their filing. What we know in that case is that it's been moved to federal court. Right. That's the so only that's update the, there. The only update oh, there. One other yes, thing. Sir. One other note on that. So the, and I think it's important to, to note we brought this litigation, and the reason why we did it was for purely transparency. I mean we're. Again, we have engineering, so we have one of two choices. Either respect the science or don't respect it. We choose to respect it. I'm not an engineer, I'm, and, and multiple multiple eyes have been on this particular project, like we said, since the 90s. You know, But we just brought a declaratory judgment to, to put the facts in front of a neutral and detached entity because we believe in the judiciary, and, and sometimes folks make mistakes. We got it, but there's multiple levels in the process in our, in our judicial branch for a reason, uh, for checks and balances, and to make sure everything's is fair as possible. So we just want to be proactive. And instead of having meetings to talk about, you know, things that may or may not have happened. And, you know, we just feel like we should just put it all out there and let, let a, let somebody that's neutral that doesn't, that's not biased, make a decision. It is coming up now on 810 on the KDNO's morning news. It is an extension of Lafayette live Lafayette mayor, president Josh Guillory. I go to this issue that comes uh, to us from the advocate. A couple of people have already sent this this morning. Um, a, de- a development dispute concerning a neighborhood along the Vermilion River in Lafayette. Hmm. Uh, Dr. Bennett Fontenot and his wife Alden have erected a mound of about six feet high on an empty lot at 213 Thibodeau Drive. That's where they plan to build their dream home. Neighbors in the area started signing a petition because their point is if that's six feet tall and they put their house on that, what's it going to do to the other neighbors in the area and will it force flooding and, and water onto the other neighbor's property. Yeah, hey, look, very good concern. When I first got those pictures, I, I think I called uh, CAO first, mm-hmm. then I called the director, 
with the CAO. Then I called legal. Uh-huh. <laughs> said, what is going on here? The councilwoman in that area, I believe it was uh, Abear, right, Liz? Yeah. So Councilwoman Abear, very proactive getting out there, visiting with her constituents. And, and she was, uh, you know, when I talked to her, she was very up to date. She actually updated me a lot on it. Um, so heavy, heavy concern there. So we just talked about the federal government uh, in the Corps of Engineers. So the federal government um, gives you a basic flood elevation okay. and requires a crime from wrong, Greg, I think it's one foot. Pretty pretty sure that it has to be one foot above basic flood elevation. So these new developments come in. And, that, and, and, guys, that should tell us something right quick, by the way. So the basic flood elevation plus one foot required this property to be so much higher. Let that set in. So I wish we had a time machine. Maybe that neighborhood wouldn't have been developed the same way. Had they had uh, the, the science that we have today, I'm going to give people the benefit of the doubt. But that that puts the whole neighborhood in a little bit of um, unease, and I can I can appreciate that. Now, we've done some things to mitigate it. Uh, and, and, Greg, I think – look, correct me if I'm wrong because I know there's some, some legal issues here, but um, – and I know Public Works is listening to this too. So, guys, if I'm saying something inaccurate, just message me and we'll clarify. But um, I'm pretty confident on this. We put some cross drains in. We did everything we could to make sure that – the engineering at, at minimum shows no harm, and it's and it's really it's up. It's the burden is on the developer. Okay, mm. so the developer mm-hmm. comes to get a permit. Look, our guys, as you can imagine, this is before I even got in. After the 2016 flood under under Mayor President Robodeau's administration, I'm standing on his shoulders on this regard. Yeah, there was a very much uh, a strong effort to make sure that when we get development in, we analyze it. When we when when we repealed and replaced the UDC and came up with the Lafayette Development Code, we we added a few more. Uh, layers to make sure that because uh, we don't want to stop development that mm-hmm. we, we want to develop responsibly is that you, you can walk and chew gum you can balance it's a balance but the balance weighs on science and when the burden is met by the developer that hey they're not going to harm anybody our job as elected officials to be as open as we can transparent as we can listen to the concerns and see if there's some 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 uh, wiggle room to, to to put those concerns at ease but they're constructing now yeah is it on that six foot mound oh yeah Oh, it's it's it. Look, if I were the neighbor, this is my first instinct. I was like, mm-hmm. Greg, how can we do that? If they're if they're looking, if right. they're look, if they're standing on their pad, they're going to be yeah, looking at these looking folks. At everybody else, in yeah, the, in the surrounding area, that is allowable. Well, uh, according to our rules and regulations, mm-hmm. it's allowable. I'm not the uh, mm-hmm. Paul Escott, uh, city parish assistant city parish attorney, is actually in charge of this, mm-hmm. and uh, our. Uh, Director Mary Sliman, I attended an initial meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, public Works got involved. The engineers got involved. I understand that the uh, raised lot uh, has two outfalls from the front to the back, over-engineered to stop all water. From going all, back on the other people. To, to the lower homes mm-hmm. to catch the, the the term I think they use is sheet flow okay. to stop sheet flow coming down the road because there's an elevation difference mm-hmm. to catch that water and divert it straight to the river. Whether I agree with the height of the lot or not, mm-hmm. that that's not up to me. If the mm-hmm. people comply with the regulations and that they want to build, they want to put that lot in commerce. From our standpoint, from consolidated government, we want every piece of property in commerce to be able to be developed if it can be done safely. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, we got we got to remember, though, when it's a federal rule, regulation or law, local government can't trump that. You know, the, this is the supremacy clause. The Constitution says that, you know, if it's if it's a direct conflict, federal government wins. 
Just like state government wins over mm-hmm. us. We're at the, we're at the mm-hmm. bottom of the totem pole, but, right. we, but we're the most transparent. We're the rubber meets the most local government. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, the federal rule requires one foot above basic flood elevation. So we could pass whatever law we want. If it conflicts with the, the federal law or rule regulation that's on point, which this would be, it would be in conflict and the federal government prevails. So, again, we we're talking about the federal government, the Corps of Engineers. Now we're talking about the federal government here in local uh, regulations, and I think it was made in good faith. And I feel like, um, you know, this might be an exception to, to what we usually see. It's not the norm, but we can't violate federal law. Wow. I'd be troubled if I was their neighbor. Though. I, I would be. T- look, I empathize. There. And listen, I, Mary, uh, Mary doesn't get enough credit. I mean, she's doing a great mm-hmm. job with their communicating and, and trying to find a way, you know, to, to put everybody at ease. Um, but our development code, our local development code does. If you see development, our development code requires an improvement to drainage. Mm-hmm. So it's not just a, a you know, hey, we're going to we're going to mitigate. Yeah, we're going to mitigate, but you're going to mitigate and then some. So yeah. that's. Um, and some of that was a carryover from the UDC. The UDC had been amended. We didn't want to take that out, so we kept that in the LDC. We, we beat it up a little bit. Um, so there's there's uh, there's some proactive regulations locally, but we can't violate federal law. But I'm going to tell you, I'm with you, and that was my first reaction. When I saw the height of that, I was like, man, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to live next door. I mean, I'm, I'm concerned about that. But to my understanding, I think they're putting some some mitigation methods for privacy and stuff, the, the developer is. But um, we're going to continue to work with them. So, look, all those neighbors, if they if they call in to you, mm-hmm. tell them to call our office. Mm-hmm. Anybody listen, if you live down around the Thibodeau Street over there and you have some concerns, questions, call. Look, call Community Development Planning. We'll, we'll get you right to the department or call 311, and we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll get you mm-hmm. to someone, and you can come in, see all the plans with you know, we can send someone out to, to your neighborhood. We'll figure it out. But, I, you know, there are some things we can't control. Most things we can, but there's some that we can't. And, and mm-hmm. violating federal laws, we just don't have the discretion. I sure hope it's a giant private fence. Okay, Kim weighing in. I'm not questioning whether it's good or not. I don't like, in her opinion, she feels like the property situation that we were referencing earlier uh, concerning uh, the land on the Vermilion River Anytime it's a land grab is what she feels like. So she's weighing in on that issue. I, I'm with her. Look, we take we take um, we go out of our way to to try to find um, alternative, you know, mm-hmm. res- uh, source, uh, you know, uh, solutions. But but let's let's just put this in perspective. Let's go. Let's talk politics. We never talk politics, okay? But let's talk politics. Greg, <laughs> if we had to choose to expropriate, which is only what two of our project two or two at the litigation, okay. If we had to expropriate, so we we would purposefully choose to do the Bendale family and then the Randall family, like two two benchmarks here in our community that have done great things for our community. Like it, That's not the optimal political move, okay? But my duty is not to politics. My duty is to the people that I represent, and I'm not going to stop. I was put here. Look, I'm being as transparent as I can. I am not going to stop finding solutions to help protect life and property. It's not going to happen. No lawsuit's going to deter me. No uh, judicial ruling that that may have not have all the facts involved is going to deter me. I'm going to follow the science. I'm not an engineer, but I will trust the engineering because I have two options: trust it or don't trust it. Well, I'm not. We've seen. We've seen. If you go look in the last fifty years, what happens when we? Maybe don't trust engineering or mm-hmm. don't have the, all the facts. Or wait. Or wait. Mm-hmm. You, know? you know, take the spoil banks. How much more do we want to talk about it? It's in the 90s, federal government. You're the one that broke it. Federal government put the doggone mud on the wrong side of the river. Blocked the flow from water coming out of St. Martin Parish and blocked the flow from, from the river doing what, what its natural flow would have been. I mean, God's, God's way better engineer than we are. Okay.
All that paperwork has to be turned in by Monday. Is there a way to know timeline wise when this could be settled? Or is that something that can, could continue for a very long time? It could continue for a long time. There are a lot of people involved, mm-hmm. a lot of engineers, yeah. a lot of science. Um, so it could continue for quite some time. And I want to clarify because we have a lot of listeners that say more in Paris. Look, we st- I, look I love working with uh, President Cedars, I think he's a great guy. Um, we get along very well. I understand there's a disagreement on this. Mm-hmm. Again, choices, do something or do nothing. I choose to do something, okay? But, um, and also choose when the, and doing something to follow the science. And, um, but we're going to continue to work together. We serve on the, the executive committee of the uh, Cadena Planning Commission where we, where we uh, host a whole range of regional issues, and he's been a, a very uh, much a pleasure to work with. And, you know, we've met since, uh, you know, on, on different issues at APC since, since all this went down. I respect his position and I respect him. And I do know this is all going to work out. And I believe that whenever the science can be adequately uh, analyzed without emotion, without politics, and without any of the other stuff outside of science, I believe we're all going to land exactly where the Corps of Engineers landed in the 1990s. It is coming up now on 820, Ian. Before we go, my other dead horse. I wrote an editorial about this last week <laughs> with regards to the council okay. and redistricting coming up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's some minor changes in the city up. in the city uh, map. There are some significant changes in the parish map with regards to District 5 shifting farther north into the west. Ease, uh, District 1, I think, moves slightly south into the west, and I know one of the others moves farther south. I forget which one. But for the parish council anyway, it seems as if with 240,000 people— We need more districts, more representatives. A lot of the comments on the posts that we put at kpal965.com and the kpal app were, why expand government? We already have too many people making too much money, not doing enough for us. My argument there is, well, more people, more efficient government. With this process, with the hearing coming up next week, what will your advice be to the parish and city councils as they go through the redistricting process? Twofold. Uh, So my advice... uh, I don't even need to give this advice, but this would be my only advice. And it would be, you know, listen to the constituents, take it in, be objective. But they will. I have, I have faith in the process. I have faith in our, our councils to do that. And, and they do a good job of communicating with their constituents. Um, to our constituents, though, look, this is important. It is. It's very important. <laughs> this is very important. Please give your feedback. If you can't make these town halls that the council is going to put on, email call them. them call email them. them. Anything you can. Please. Drop off a letter at City Hall. A- absolutely. They all have an office yep. there, do, don't they? Absolutely. Okay. They do. And, and uh, Veronica Williams, our clerk of the councils, does a great job Super of Super sweet lady. Yep. yep. Very smart. Very. We're very mm-hmm. fortunate to have her. She's going to get that info to them. Um, but but I'm, I'm telling you. It's not growing. I'm a I'm a firm believer that you don't grow government unless you unless you absolutely have to. That's why we've expanded our capacity through the private sector, and we're getting mm-hmm. a lot more stuff done at a, at a very good cost effective rate and efficiency rate. It's about student teacher ratio. <laughs> so, it's ex- it, that's I mean? the exact equivalent because yeah. I would rather be I would rather have a councilman that answers that I'm part of a group where the councilman only answers to say I don't know randomly twenty thousand people. Instead of 60,000 people, I don't want to grow government at the same time. I don't want to be lumped in with people who don't maybe have the same priorities that I do. I also don't like when one vote can sway a decision, whether it's a parent, a a parish council or a city council. I remember the days of Chris Williams, Pappy Landry, Elmo Laborde, Helen Bellamy and Nancy Mounts. And sometimes the kids played very well together in the sandbox. And other times it was ugly 
And it was ruthless is what it seemed like. And one person ended up having sway over a, a very important issues. And I don't agree with that. What's easier, representing two neighborhoods or 20? Well, you know, there not, you not necessarily correlated right, in, in right, measurement, but, right. but you get you get the but you make a point there. And we did the math. If you compared to Lafayette Parish some 40, 50 years ago, but in the police system, you had 15 police jurors who were representing at that point yeah. about eight to nine thousand mm-hmm. people per district. Now you have five councilmen representing something to the effect of. What was the math? 45, 46,000 yeah, people it's, per it's, district? Government, this is a clear example of what's wrong with you're, – you're, mis, you're putting an emphasis on the wrong thing, okay, as far as growing. Growing government would mean more bureaucracy, mm-hmm. and that would be in, in my, my branch. So the executive branch, which is where your administration comes, sure. your administrative law, your, your, we, we don't have agencies, we have departments. Uh, it's equivalent. Um, Adding more bureaucrats is a growing government, slowing down the process. That's why we sh- shifted our gear, and instead of growing capacity with more government employees, we, every once in a while we do it, but we also reduce government employees, too, at, at, when, it, when it makes sense, or we'll shift them, and civil service takes care of personnel, and that, that's the protective right. body. We appreciate that. But growing more council members is growing representation. Yeah. Your voice is more effectively heard. I totally and as, agree. And as far as cost, they can balance that out. They, they're, mm-hmm. they're why, they, you know, look, they'll, they, they can take that in consideration to counsel and, and, and understand if they need to make adjustments. And, and they're, they're good team players. But let's, let's just add this too. From a legal standpoint, uh, and legal, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, statutorily at the state level, a legislative body in, of a political subdivision can be no less than five. The minimum is five. The maximum is 15. So we had the par- the police jury at 15 at one point in a smaller population, a bigger population. Why did we choose to go with the statutory minimum? Mm-hmm. It, it's a lot of questions. I, re- I recall a lot of these questions came up uh, during uh, oh, what was that? The they came up repeatedly, and we were all called a bunch of nutballs. That doesn't matter, Bernie. You're not looking at the right issue. Well, actually, I am, and I was. And we don't give opinions on a lot of things, but on this, I'm very clear. I'd rather be in a group of people where I feel like I'm being represented more than less. I don't like the the thought that a three to two vote can decide what happens in the city and the parish. And we got almost two hundred fifty thousand people in this parish. That's too many. Three, three, two, two, two is, council members. Absolutely. And look at our city. City is what the fourth largest, uh, the fourth uh, largest incorporated city in the mm-hmm. state. Let let that sink in. The mm-hmm. fourth largest city incorporated in the state. And we choose, we like purposefully do this. We purposefully say we're going to have the statutory minimum representation. That doesn't bode well. I think the voters deserve better. And and again, I'm not faulting and I'm not pointing any fingers no, right now. No. This is not about that. It, the charter passed. I'm yeah, an oath to it. We we're going to protect it. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. And, and, and I don't but think let's anybody. Fix what we can fix. That's it. And then and the voters get to decide. You know, there's nothing wrong with democracy. We kind of like it. Mm-hmm. So look, put it out to the voters and ask them, hey, look, you want more representation? Right. But iron out the wrinkles, though, because that's a valid question and a valid point that the, the she emailed, right? Emailed mm-hmm. so that, that the, um, uh, the lady um, emailed in. That was a good point. Okay. We got to be cost conscious. We got to make sure that's done right. We can't just say, "Hey, we want seven or nine council members, please vote." Mm-hmm. No, you need to give the folks more information than that. Mm-hmm. You know, but it starts with that. I'm glad. I, I don't think it's, I don't think you're being a dead horse. I'm glad you bring it up. It's something that we we talk about a lot. You know. Now, I know the first public hearing is in council chambers on Tuesday, this coming Tuesday. Yes. And I know there are four maps: the three alternatives and the current map. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If someone wants to present an alternative to that, for example, expanding the size of the council, 
can the a can they do that b does the council do the councils have the option to add an alternate plan and bringing to the voters at this point the possible expansion of the city and or parish councils absolutely they do now as far as the the only thing that's a restriction is the um Legally, you have to notice things before you put mm-hmm. them on the ballot. I don't know if that – and I just don't off the top of my head. I don't know if we passed the deadline to get on the fall right. ballot or not. Maybe we did. Maybe I don't we remember. Didn't. I don't know. We discussed that before, but I don't remember. I th- I'll double-check it right quick, but go ahead with your thought. Ooh, that's instant right there. That is like public service. <laughs> he's my mega mind. He is, and he sings very well. He's yes, he does. Beautiful voice. Sing. Mm-hmm. And for all those listening, you missed the national anthem, Impromptu yes. by Ian. Ian, Ian, the man, Ozan. Thank yep. you. Okay, we got this. All right, <laughs> back to the topic. <laughs> Our frequency out there. So let's just let's all agree with this too, though. The deadline, by the way, June twenty second. Okay. okay, then I think the council should consider that. I and really for the do. December election, the deadline for a proposition like this would be October seventeenth. So June twenty second for November, uh, October seventeenth for December. I just hope that if if we go this route, put it where the where the highest voter turnout. November. I mean, because mm-hmm. that that runoff in a, in a congressional race mm-hmm. is, you know, and, or in that cycle, there's not going to be a lot of things on the ballot, mm-hmm. and the voter turnout's probably going to be lower. We just want to. We should always want to get it right as possible. Absolutely. And if, and if that means take a tactical pause and wait till next year or wait mm-hmm. till even the spring, I don't like it. But I do. I have to remember. I do this every day, and I, and I and I have that benefit, you know. But folks are busy. They're raising mm-hmm. families. They're running businesses. They're going to work. They're they're, you know, doing other things and worrying about this. And we like that because that's what that's what you should be doing. Okay, right. but we got to be able to give. We have to be able to take the time to, to be explain and give the information. Absolutely, and maybe explain our thoughts. Mm-hmm. But we mm-hmm. look. I trust the people. The people collectively are smart. They're way smarter than government. They always have been, and they always will be. All right. We're going to go to Mark before we get out of here for this morning. Hi, Mark. Go ahead, please. Good morning. Hi, Um, yeah. Go ahead. Related to – good morning. Related to 213 Thibodeau, why why is the zero net fill not being enforced on that lot? It's a law that should apply. Hey, th- thank you, Mark. I appreciate that. So I, I agree with you. All laws should be applied. Uh, do you know anything on that? I don't. No. I, uh, the assistant city attorney yeah. uh, was confident when he told me it does not apply. And uh, that's all I needed to hear. He's in charge of it. He's done the research. Yeah. He's got the public records. He's. Uh, so you asked from a legal standpoint. I asked my concerns were from a drainage and a privacy standpoint. Just explain the you know my thought process i think it's important for the for the folks um when i the reports i or the 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 feedback i got was it improves drainage because of this this and this okay i was i was satisfied i don't exact i don't remember the exact uh, uh briefing i got but i know it was uh, significant enough to me to to be comfortable with from a drainage standpoint i'm still not comfortable with the privacy standpoint but uh, you know if if the laws are followed then i mean we we can't arbitrarily without Legislative uh, teamwork there. Just say you you even though you follow the law, we're not going to let you ha- do that. That's 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 un-American almost, you know. So we gotta we gotta make sure we do that. Now that being said, though, it's at the end of the show. Oh, he signed off, huh? Yeah, he did. We'll get, we have his info. Okay, let's do this. Jamie Angel is listening. Mm-hmm. All right. If not, I know our CAO is. Someone take a note here. I want us to send an update to KPL if you guys could post it. Yes, we would love to. And then mm-hmm. um, if we'll get the number from uh, Mark or mm-hmm. okay, Mark good. Has it. So, sir, if you're still listening, uh, somebody will give you a call, kind of, um, you know, 
explore the thoughts even more because I don't, I don't want to rush through that. It's too important. And um, we'll, we'll send some feedback to post. Okay. That go. sounds good. As we are wrapping up here today, before we give you, sir, your final thoughts, um, I believe uh, Mrs. Logan had a birthday. Is that correct? Whoa. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. All right. Uh, so, uh, what, and what is her first name? Darcy. Hi. Hi, Darcy. Happy birthday from all of us. Hope you have a wonderful birthday. Aw. She'll, cool. she'll be on next week. Yeah. yeah. She's coming next week. <laughs> tell us about Greg. <laughs> Hey, a um, couple couple thoughts here, okay? Yes, sir. As we close out, National Day of Prayer, municipalities mm-hmm. across the uh, the country. I know in our parish, a uh, lot of municipalities. I wish I could go to all of them. They, mm-hmm. they, we just happen to have them kind of at the same time, so I yeah. can't bounce around. Yep. But I'm just so thankful for all of our uh, leaders in, in, in faith. I'm so thankful for our, our parish. And, you know, I ask for, you know, God's blessing on all of us. The blood of Jesus Christ cover all of us and help us go forward. And uh, look, a lot of things are moving, but all will be well. All will be well. There's processes in place for checks and balances, and we got to appreciate that. we got to wrap our arms around it, even though it gets very frustrating at times, but we're better with it. So I'm very happy about that. Another little announcement, though. My man, Tommy McClain, musician, mm-hmm. swamp pop legend, and I believe he's playing with CeCe Adcock over there at uh, Little Plug, Vermilionville, this Saturday. I don't know the time, so I apologize, but if you could go on maybe LCVC's website or... Uh, you know look, they'll have it, and Vermilionville. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, they'll uh, have it. Vermilionville, too. exactly. But Tommy McClain, great swamp pop musician, played many, many years with my dad. I remember hanging out with him when I was very little. Always a nice guy, very talented musician. Got a lot of soul in him. So y'all go check him out if you can. Vermilionville would be a great show, and uh, they didn't pay me to say that. I'm just saying that because I appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope it didn't violate any rules there. But I just think you know we need to recognize folks that were pioneer pioneers at the time in their industry and. Tommy was one of them, so thank you, Tommy McClain. Keep, keep. I hope you have many, many more years of, of entertaining our, our region and uh, sharing your gift that God gave you. So Indeed, you. part of our culture. Which, speaking of National Day of Prayer, some breaking news that we do need to mention for those of you who are of the praying kind. Some prayers to East Baton Rouge Parish Sheriff's Deputy Nick Toulier. You may remember six years ago, was shot in that ambush shooting about a mile away from the Baton Rouge Police Department. Family announcing just a few minutes ago on Facebook that he has died of his injuries. His family, over the last six years, has kept up with his survival. Initially, was told he would live, he wouldn't make it 24 hours after the shooting. He made it 2,118 days. The last post posted seven hours ago before this morning, his family saying on Facebook, quote, God has gained his best angel this morning. Mm-hmm. Prayers going out to his family and to all our law enforcement. Amen. They go where Amen. other people don't want to go. Without hesitation. That's right. I mean, look, with, without hesitation, so thankful. And, and prayers indeed. Thank you. Wow. It is coming up now on 834 on Acadiana's Morning News. A quick look at our forecast and more of the show. Partly sunny skies across Acadiana today. Those highs are going to be pushing into the upper 80s. Winds are going to be coming from the south at about 10 to 15 miles an hour. And those overnight lows tonight sitting down in the lower 70s. A little breezy around there today. Winds are going to pick up ahead of our next system that moves through, sparking some showers and thunderstorms early tomorrow morning. I think we'll see a lot of that activity kind of taking place just before dawn on Friday and then clearing as we go through the rest of the day. Severe weather, possible, maybe not likely, but we could get a couple stronger thunderstorms. I do think there's higher severe weather chances just down over towards our east. So if you are heading eastbound early tomorrow morning, do be mindful of the weather forecast. Now we clear out tomorrow afternoon. The rest of the weekend looks hot, but should stay fairly quiet. I think we're back in the 90s over the weekend. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPAL. 
And right now, 72 degrees, mostly cloudy skies, 360 painting of Lafayette. Wants you to know, hey, if you want to just jazz up your home, sometimes just painting the exterior of your home can improve the look of it tremendously. It freshens it up. It looks so much better. It will look newer because they are passionate about painting. 360 Painting of Lafayette will get the job done. They're all about it. And, you know, you don't have to do interior painting to the whole house or even to the whole office. With 360 Painting, they can come in, freshen things up, maybe just in the public spaces within your particular office. Give everybody a better look and everybody in a better mood when things are freshened up. They're passionate about painting. They can also do concrete staining and concrete coating so that if you use your garage, it's like adding an extra room to the house. Find out more by visiting 360 Painting of Laffy. Forty on Acadiana's Morning News, the head of Crime Stoppers, the St. Landry Program, one Eddie Thibodeau, joining us in studio this morning. Hello. Is it me? Yes, it's it you. Me? Yes, it's me. Hi, you. How, you how doing? are you? Who is, what, what? We're great. I'm late. Well, I know. On? Are any we forgiven? Hot, is there any hot topics? Like nah, that? you know, no. spoil banks, drainage, that kind of stuff. No, Never hot topics. Important stuff. Yeah, yeah. But? Equally important, Crime Stopper. That's right. Okay, so um, what are we featuring this week, sir? If you looked at our video, and it, it'll be out pretty soon. Um, it was out last night on KTC. We we were approached by Opelousas Police Department mm-hmm. on the Mia Street shooting. Yeah. Where an adult and a four-year-old child was shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I couldn't show any of pictures of the crime scene. I bet it was horrific. It was horrific. Mm-hmm. It was you know, I know Chief McClendon said that that was one of the worst scenes he's ever, had seen. ever seen. I I just can't even explain it. Mm-hmm. Where this guy comes in, he didn't shoot through the house. He walks in. He walks in. And he's mm-hmm. he's gunning down kids. Mm-hmm. He's gunning mm-hmm. down the adult and stuff. I know Lafayette helped uh, Opelousas yesterday. We helped him in our parish. Uh, we really need to find this guy. And you know, we always say uh, you can earn up to a thousand dollars. No, my on this one. Uh, I, I the um, excuse me through our enhanced tips program, you will earn a twenty five hundred dollar cash reward. Yeah, not, you not guys, might you will you will, and it might even go up because our board can can up it if if they seem you know there are uh, statues and limitations that we can do, but um, it, we can we showed the picture of the guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we so I think they showed a couple of them because um, I had a meeting right after they started taping. Now, I think they were going to show the um, the uh, the deceased, but the crime scene. I usually, you know, I usually show some bullet holes, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But no, I couldn't. Not do this it. time, huh? Not, not with the injuries. What a high-powered rifle does to um, wow. a, a seventeen-month, I mean, a year-old, I, I, a four-year-old man. at close range, I, not shooting from a street, but walking into the house and starting to shoot. I mean, that's. I will say this. That's evil. Yeah, that, that is. And people, you know, I know there's a big debate about the death penalty. This guy needs to, I'm sorry, this guy needs it. He is straight up evil to, 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 to aim do that. at kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, look, me and you have a problem. 
Hey, we'll, we'll solve it. It used to be we used know, to fight and we we're best fight friends. Fight each other and then we're done right. and it's over. We're best friends. Hey, right. we're going, but now, you you know, you get beat by, you know, somebody for a Madden game. Right. You go to your car. It happened in Florida. You go to your car, you get a gun, you come back and you shoot them. I mean, it's crazy. Right. But this guy goes to the house, these two people, and, and uh, I can't give too much more. Right. But this one guy goes out, enters the house, and just aims point blank. Uh you know, at, at kids and the adult. I don't know what's going on in our world. I just know that people are sick of this kind of stuff. And I want everybody to take a look at this information. And it's got to be shared around. This is, it's a top priority for everybody involved here. Right. And Lafayette, again, like Lafayette came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know they got the U.S. Marshals helping out, Secret Service. They got, I mean, it's this is a joint thing that we need to find this uh, this guy that has no respect for life and even if you're going to walk into a house mm-hmm. and you're going to shoot a 16 17 month old uh, and what year old a, a four-year-old and adults you know you there's a special place yeah you know, he's, he's got a special place you don't you don't need to worry about the jail uh when he dies he needs to worry about something else yeah no kidding because but, this um, is yeah help terrible. us out we, we 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 increase the 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 tip amount to, mm-hmm. It's it's not even like I said. It's not even gonna be uh, earned up to. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna just go ahead and go twenty five, and then like I said, well, uh, depending on the case and stuff, we, we could go even higher for that. Well, people just do it. Know the number. It's nine four eight tips. You can also use uh, Star Star Tips. You can use the P three app. You have so many, so many ways, ways. Right. to to tip on this. If you notice, I'm. I'm kind of down. It's quiet today. And usually mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm serious. Looking at that. I, was I know. Like, I, I bet it was. Um, it's just evil. They did not gonna, do anything. Those kids did. Nothing. They had no idea what was going on. You know, and there's evil. You know, there's a, I say it in our concealed classes. There's evil in the world. And if they have a gun, I want one too. Yeah. You know, no, I hate to I say know. But that's because, the legitimacy of, unfortunately, what our lives have turned into. Right. We, You know, if I protect my family in a, in a church or a store, I'm protecting your family. That's right. But uh, for this guy to be called and go to this house, uh, these people, and just gun down kids is just unbelievable. That means he has no value of life to policemen, to 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 anybody. That's if right. If you're gonna Doesn't kill, care. yeah. If you're gonna kill a kid, mm-hmm. you know. And I don't want to say this wrong. I can understand, and that's my job. That if someone shoots at me, because we're trying to arrest them, they're mm-hmm. they're fighting for their freedom. Mm-hmm. All right. So mm-hmm. I mean, I can. You, you know, can at least see the perspective. See, but to go into a, a four, what is a four-year-old or a 17-month did to you? Nothing. Yeah. Into their space, into their home, their safe space. That's something that will last the rest right. of their lives. So I'm going to air it. I'm going to send it to all of our Louisiana Crime Stoppers. Mm-hmm. Um, we share a network anyway. You know our Crime Stoppers space. We share everything. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to send it out to Houston. Mm-hmm. We're going to send that video out everywhere and see if we can find this guy. And kudos to all of the other Acadiana Crime Stoppers as well, because oh, yes. I know they do the same. Oh, that's right. You and know? like I said, uh, there's nothing short of everybody working together to catch this guy. And if you harbor a fugitive, you can go to jail. Right. And I saw the lady was speaking about, uh, you know, they searched her house and stuff like mm-hmm. that. You know, I mean, we get tips and, mm-hmm. you know, you can always say, no, you can't search the house. But we're going to sit on the house until we get a search warrant. And, you know, um, and not saying she had anything no, to do with no, it. No, no, no. Because just, the purse came. Yeah. But anytime you harbor, and I know Eddie Squared says that, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes about, uh, you know, it, 
if you know where he's at, you need to turn this guy in. He's he's dangerous. Mm -hmm. So um, we'll we'll post it pretty soon. And I know we show our on time, but we uh, and if you notice, I'm wearing a different uniform today. I see that. Uh, I am helping the search and rescue. One of the things that we've done uh, for the sheriff's office, well, for St. Landry, is Crime Stoppers bought a, a cadaver dog. Talk so, to me about what's happening. Well, yeah, we are um, going to go search. We one of the uh, family members think that they know possibly where their lost father is. So uh, we're going to go help them out, and we're going to run the dog. Mm -hmm. I mean, look, if she comes out and says, hey, you know, this is what I'm hearing, guess mm -hmm. what? We're, we're going to go. Mm -hmm. And Crime Stoppers was proud to buy a bomb dog and a uh, cadaver dog for St. Landry. So, uh, you know, if Lafayette calls and says, hey, we got a bomb threat, mm -hmm. uh, we're on the way, and cadaver, um, we're going to go check it out for her, uh, for a piece of So she can have, see, it's been about seven years. And she doesn't know where her father is. God. It's the the car was found. Um, so we're gonna go search the area, and you know it's it's called service. You know, so uh, I'm proud to go with them. I yeah. want to see how they working. You know, see how the dog works. Which I know I was nine years in canine. Canine, so yeah. But I want to, you know, I want to watch search and rescue do a, a grid pattern and see if they can uh, hopefully locate the bones and put a closure to this family. Eddie, that's that's um. That's truly something that I think everybody is is going to be glad that you'll be able to help out in yeah. that way to have uh, for that person to have answers and some type of closure That's because right. closure is a myth. We helped with Tyler Domain. We had the and I, I hate to say it, I forgot her name. That body that was dumped in Washington. Mm -hmm. uh, we have that. I mean, I just love the that the the, the work that Crime Stoppers and the tips and y'all are doing mm -hmm. helps these families get closure. That's right because it's the unknown is uh, it's is, terrible. That's terrible. So it's a burden. All right. Eddie, uh, Eddie Thibodeau has been joining us this morning. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank to you meet all with always us. for having us. Thank you. Go Eddie. look at that Crime Stoppers thing because that, that, that person needs to be found. We're going to make him famous because we're going to put him out there everywhere. It's in Louisiana, Texas, and everywhere. We want to get this guy. And I'll bet Good. somebody's going to tip and get some money to Again, boot. Mother's Day's coming up. Hey, hey, hey there you go. 849. I'm Brandon Como, and you're locked into KPL. Get my take on the day's biggest stories alongside Shannon Wilkerson. Offsides, weekdays at 4 on News Talk 96.5 Kicks. It's coming up now at 8.52. You are listening to Acadiana's Morning News. Bernie and Ian here with you. Okay, Ian. Yep. Here are your choices. Okay. <clears throat> Paris. Mm, that sounds kind of fun. Mm -hmm. uh, we can talk about a Florida story. Or we can one go to one that doesn't have a, a place, but it's pretty so we have no dateline. So Florida, Paris, or no dateline. Yeah, yeah. Well, Florida seems the least interesting out of these. So let's start uh, with that. We'll one. start with Florida. A 62-year-old woman in Florida hated her neighbors at the trailer park so much. How much uh -oh. did she hate them? She said, I'm going to get rid of them. She called the demolition crew. Uh, <laughs> no, that's Hold funny. on, did she call Axe and Smash and Crush, or was it another demolition crew? I don't know no, the name of I, it. I thought she was going with hooked up a truck and pulled the trailer out, but demolition. Well, <laughs> she did own that trailer, so she said, it's mine. She had them bulldoze it. Oh. So oh. the real owners, oh. uh-huh, but she was wrong. Oh. 
Oh, oh she no. was wrong, wrong, wrong. <laughs> it wasn't her trailer. It was not the real owners oh. of the of that trailer. They got home and and those 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 Ooh. demolition people they had done $25,000 worth of damage. Oh. Yeah, 62-year-old woman in Florida, she got arrested for felony criminal mischief. Wow. Yeah, that's a that's a mayhem too. You know how PO'd I'd be if somebody Squished up on my home, trying that, to claim that, it was theirs. That tornado just hit with that one trailer. That's Ooh, what I would have said. <laughs> tornado hit just one tornado came hit your trailer. That's, that's, well, you know they say demolition is just a cheap ripoff of the Road Warriors. So oh my if they'd have hired the Road Warriors, it'd have been worse. That, that's, that's right. Rough, y'all. Rough. Ouch. All right, let's go to No Name Town. Fifty-seven-year-old drunk driver side swiped a thirty-eight-year-old Thursday night. Thirty-eight-year-old called the cops. Problem with that is he was drunk too. He got high. He got oh. high. He was high. He was going to call the cops, but then he, he got, got high. high. <laughs> he did call the cops, so the drunk driver and the high dude got arrested. And finally, to old Paris, a piece of art, object de art. Uh, it was just a blue jacket hanging on a nail. Okay. It recently went on display in Paris. A 72-year-old woman who didn't know there was art, she took it home, had it tailored. Hey, this looks good. <sighs> she got arrested when she showed back up to the museum wearing, <laughs> wearing the jacket. Now, they got arrested. She got arrested, but they did give her just a warning. Apparently, she thought it was a pretty blue jacket. She thought it had been abandoned there. She put it on, took it to her tailor, had it fitted to her body. And claimed, hey. She improved art. Object that art. It ain't yours, though. Whew, that's what I'm saying. Speaking that's of Paris, mess. an underrated Elton John song from Which is? 1986, Leather Jackets, Paris. Ah. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Yeah. Well played, Ian. So I there you can go. get a bell for that. Yeah. Thank you. We're still using him. that bell. Yeah. Yes, we are. Mm-hmm. It's a real bell, too. It is. Uh-huh. It's Somebody a real says bell. they have a little button. No, it's not a no, no. button. It's a bell. It's, it's, it's a, a real, real call bell. bell. It's a bell. Mm-hmm. It's From General Office Supply, it's yeah. I think. Rice cook. Bell. That is uh, Rob Kirkpatrick's bell, and mm-hmm. we That's use right. it proudly. Yes, we do. And it's 855. Time for us to go. God willing, if the checks don't bounce, I'm from Monroe tomorrow. Bernie's here in studio from 6 until 9. We'll be here. We trust you'll be here, too. And we'll all try. We may not hit the mark, but let's try to love one another. Amen. Yeah. Leveraging the power of Fox News Radio to cover the big issues that matter to you. News Talk 96.5. KPEL. Depend on it. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Find out more about how they can help you at matthew-james.com. Celebrating 20 years of enlightening Acadiana, Moon Griffon, next on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. The Fox Business Report is being brought to you by Our Lady of Lords, where they believe your health lives in the story of your life. They listen. They heal. Visit lordsrmc.com. We listen, we heal for more information. This is the Fox Business Report. First-time weekly jobless claims are up. The Labor Department reporting 200,000 people filed first-time unemployment claims last week, up 19,000 from the prior week. The department releases the jobs report for April tomorrow. The ADP National Employment Report says the U.S. added 247,000 jobs last month. OPEC and its oil-producing allies decide to stick with a modest increase in production. The move comes despite oil price rising as the European Union considers cutting off Russian energy imports. The cartel agreeing to boost production by 432,000 barrels per day starting next month. 
Netflix investors filing a class action lawsuit against the streaming giant. The plaintiffs claim Netflix made false or misleading statements about its business, operations, and prospects after reporting a loss of 200,000 subscribers. Netflix expects to lose another 200,000 in the second quarter. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Steve Rappaport, invested in you. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation's 9-11 Never Forget Mobile Exhibit is a tribute to all who lost their lives on September 11, 2001. Or from 9-11 related illnesses, this high-tech 83-foot tractor trailer transforms into an 1,100-square-foot exhibit, a tool to educate people about 9-11. Visit it in a city near you and join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Sponsor a post and receive a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a town square media station. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. It's being blamed for a lot more deaths. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. While the U.S. closes in on a million people dying from the virus and the Johns Hopkins tracker, more than 6 million globally, the World Health Organization has a new tally. Nearly 15 million deaths blamed not just on COVID, but also on the effects the pandemic has had on health services. There's a new Fox COVID poll. 40% believe the virus is somewhat under control. That said, 62% of respondents say mask mandates in schools should end. That sentiment is much closer as it concerns planes, trains, and buses. 51% say end the travel mask mandates. 45% say not yet. On Fox's Grinnell Scott, a judge's ruling ended enforcing masks on public transportation. So many Americans don't wear them now, even though the CDC still recommends it. Ukraine's getting more financial aid, nearly $7 billion raised at a conference in Poland. It is atrocious. It is a war crime on an everyday basis that Russia is committing. European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen, the fighting rages in Mariupol where hundreds more civilians have fled in recent days. The Red Cross says it has not forgotten about everybody else that is still there. They are actively trying to get everyone out of Mariupol. And a Ukrainian Marine commander released a new video confirming that Russia is now storming that Mariupol steel plant after bombing it from above. Fox's Matt Finn in Lviv. There's new fencing outside the Supreme Court, tall and unscalable, following the much-protested leak this week of a draft opinion showing justices ready to overturn the ruling that legalized abortion. President Biden blames extremist conservatives wondering what's next. What happens if you have a state change the law saying that that, that children who are LGBTQ can't be in classrooms with other children. A federal judge in Alabama considers a challenge today to a state law that would take effect Sunday banning puberty blockers and other hormones to given to transgender youth under the age of 19. America's listening to Fox News. If you have certain chronic conditions such as heart disease, asthma, diabetes, and you're 19 years of age or older, 52, 36, 42. You may be at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine, a Pfizer vaccine that can help protect against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower 
response to the vaccine. The most commonly reported side effect was pain at the injection site. For additional common side effects and full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. I'm going to ask my doctor about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20. 